Hello there, my little lovebirds, and welcome to the Cage Cruise Marriage Simulation, powered by Dove Talk. For the next few hours, you'll be locked in our cages so that you can get out all your steamy, steamy marital affairs. Well, the kinks of that anyway, but mostly actually having to live like an actual married couple. Oh, so let's, uh, let's get some ground rules. Remember that there might be language and situations that are not suitable for all audiences, so that listener's digression is advised. We don't care if you do it doggy or missionary, or if you're just doing the dishes. And remember that there are spoilers for more than a married couple, but less than lovers, as well as any and all other series. So if you haven't watched them yet, you should come back later. You know, a little NTR spoiler time. And finally, remember that anything that happens in the Cage Cruise marriage simulation is that of the individual participants and do not reflect Dub Talk as a whole. Now, let's see, we've paired you all up and we've prepared some rooms. So there's all the stuff you'll need inside, like sponges and bug spray and cute little coupley slippers. So have a good time and maybe you'll come out with a ring on it. Hello, young lovers, and welcome to another episode of Dub Talk, the podcast where a group of wedding planners talk about the latest and greatest in English anime dubs. And no, your calendar does not deceive you. It is, in fact, Valentine's Day, which means I am here, your girl Gigi, with my crew, Noah Clue, Megan, and Stephanie, and we're all crowding into the cage for one night only so we can talk about this very special anime. Welcome, my cage crew. How are y'all doing tonight? Mistress Gigi, let me please go home. I, I, I like what you've done with the place. You've added the extra little heart cushions. I really like the decor of this cage this year. It's fantastic. Thank you. I tried the neon lights and like, the little lacy things. I, mean, I tried I'm, to make it more romantic. I mean, after what we did, what Stop happened last year me. with the random hand puppets, I, I, I like this change a lot. Yeah, only downside, uh, what's with the chastity belts? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure about these. It hurts! It hurts really bad! How do I get this thing off? I mean, I have some keys. I have to pee! Well, that's tough. Uh, you better hold it. Um, <laughs> if you, dear listener, You're don't fucked. know what the cage is, I invite you to travel back in time to our amnesia episode. But uh, if you're here for the fresh vibes and don't have amnesia and remember it, the anime we're talking about this year has quite the mouthful of a title. All I have to say before we get this out, the title out of your mouth, Gigi, uh, (laughs) Noah, you're in trouble. (laughs) You can't get that belt off. Well, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Are you talking about in like uh, more than just a won't be able to pee sense or am I in trouble for something I did and I, oh no i was making yes. a year i was making a pee joke <laughs> but now that you've said that yes oh. always yes <laughs> y'all there's not a, the hole's not big enough <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem if you raise your hand and ask real nicely i'll give you the key but first let's name the show called uh this took me a while i actually had to look it up more than a married couple but not lovers. Woo-hoo. Oh. Woo-hoo. 
I know. I love it so much. I thought there was like a yet in there, but there's not. It's translated this way. We'll take it. Chalk it up to more light novels that have more words than brain cells. This is a manga. This is a manga. Chalk this up to a manga that has more words than brain cells in it. (laughs) More Than a Married Couple is a 2022 anime produced by semi-new studio Mother that received a dub from our friends at Crunchyroll. It's based off a seinen manga, and I don't know about you, um, but I've been on a binge watch of all these romance seinen anime lately, mm-hmm. which are cute, cuddly, hilarious, and oftentimes a little bit raunchy. Um, y'all know my shoujo trash band. This is like the next generation. I don't quite know what to this call is, this it. Is, this, is, this is shoujo trash goes to college. <laughs> Jojo uh, Trish, the next generation. See, see, what I was going to call this particular one was wholesome trash. Wholesome trash. That's a contradiction in terminology. So, so and, recycling. And, but it's still accurate for this fucking show. We, we live by the brands, people. <laughs> and oh, we, wow. We eat, sleep, and breathe Jojo Trash. If Wouldn't we have this to technically this- be recycling? Wholesome if it's trash. wholesome trash, it is shoujo <laughs> recycling. It's not <laughs> it's a in. It's made for the boys. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That, uh, here we are. Uh, here we are. We're here, and it's not rent a girlfriend. Thank, Thank you. God. Thank I God. picked this year. Yeah, not rent a girlfriend. Yay. Uh, For those of you who have never seen this show, here's a quick synopsis. But just keep in mind, we'll be spoiling every bright pink plot twist. Okay. All right. So we're back in a high school setting for this rom-com drama, but this one is taking things back decades and decades, maybe even centuries. Who knows? Here, boys and girls are, (laughs) quote unquote, supposedly randomly paired up for a marriage practical where they will live in dorms with a partner of their school's choosing and the staff will spy on them big brother style, peeping on their every move and grading them according to some scale that's never been explained on uh, how good of a fake marriage they have. Because if you put two horny high school students in the same room unsupervised together, you know what they're going to do. Let's Indirect it kiss. On. Play Warhammer. Oh. God, what do you think what? goes on in here? What? what They're the, wholesome. The the fucking ex like fucking exist not existential. Um, <laughs> how you described it remind me of what the fuck is that book? It's not 1989, is it? 1984. Five. Four. Brave New World. No. They get spied on in 1984. It's. It's it's 1984. By George us. Orwell. Yeah, yeah George that's where yeah, Big Brother yeah, comes from. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that, that's your show. Say, <laughs> I was going to say, damn, when was George Orwell into anime titties? <laughs> oh, he, oh. <laughs> but it's in 1983. You were, <laughs> you were describing it. That was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, what the fuck is that book called 1984? It is. It's that's Big not, Brother. It's not an unapt description, though, because like, it's not. okay, so I just want to ask everyone here. Uh, uh-huh. Did you guys in either middle or high school have some kind of a home economic class where you had to take care of a stuffed animal or a doll or something to simulate? Oh, yeah. I, too, also had to take care no. of, like, a sack of flour. No, you, I went to no. Catholic school. Okay, we didn't Catholic- have that. I didn't no have babies. that. I had a home economics course where you learned how to cook 
And so that was my home at school. Okay. We did not no. have to do that. Okay. So here's the thing about my high school. We did have a course that was basically like, we basically ran like a fucking daycare out of one of the classrooms at my high school. And there was a whole course you could take on like how to take care of kids in like a high yeah. in like a daycare setting. That that's a separate and, class. It's like and and, kids and some of the students would have to take care of a very very loud animatronic baby. Yep. Oof. Oh, my you stepsister had, had to do that, and they would have to take it around to like all their fucking classes and stuff. And let me tell you that every single one of those girls are women I would never trust within five feet of my children. <laughs> No, my stepsister took a took that kind of course where you had to like it's like a parenting course or something or some shit. Yeah, um, that's what they offered in my high school. Not like as part of like a home economics course. That was something completely different. Um, yeah, no, I went to Catholic to school. They didn't want us to procreate. Not until marriage, kids. Um, Abstinence fact, is key. Just remember, Gigi, that there's a there's a loophole, and it's calling it's called going to fifth base. <laughs> What's fifth base? We'll tell you when you're older. Okay, I'll <laughs> the wait. magical I'll mythical wait. fifth base. Well, <laughs> this conversation's going great. The other reason <laughs> uh, it's listen, just... it's Valentine's Day. We're cramped in this goddamn cage again for what the fourth, fifth year in a goddamn row. No, not I think longer like than six, that. Six, seven. No, no, it, it's been. This is. It's... Yep, let's All I know is next year it's play my play. turn, and I'm not stupid enough to make us watch Rent a Girlfriend. So, so okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm glad that <laughs> came out. <clears throat> so we've been so hold on the podcast the will the podcast will turn 10 next year we Shut started the fuck up I, i'm not so kidding old. we no, started no, no, with brothers conflict brothers this conflict. is our eighth time doing a valentine's episode eighth oh my time. god you're right yes holy yeah, shit. shit and i didn't think there'd be any more but apparently there was there was new trash because this just came out noah, a year and a half noah, ago noah no. No, there will no, always no. be more. No, always more trash. Always, always more trash. trash for everyone. All right, before we let this get out of hand, <laughs> and we'll tell you the list later. Yeah. Um. Enter our protagonist of this love polygon, which is yes, how it is described on Mal, a love pal- polygon. We have Jiro, a huge nerd who just wants to play video games all the time, who is in love with quintessential nice girl Shiori, his childhood friend. He tried to confess his love when they were kids, but it didn't work out so well for him. And now there's so much tension. Oh my God. And then we have Akari, the soup, the spunky pink haired popular Gyaru girl who's in love with the blonde everyman Minami. Now, does the school pair up who they probably should have paired up? Of course not. So now Jiro and Akari have to live together as husband and wife until the year is up. Unless, of course, they act as lovey-dovey as possible so they can be ranked in the top 10 couples where they could get the chance to switch to partners of their choosing. Will these two kill each other or will they become more than a married couple but not lovers? Or maybe lovers? We shall see. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Wrong spoil alert! It gives you a read the manga ending. Uh, Good news! Apparently, the manga is actually licensed in the U.S. Fuck yes! Downside: It's Udon Entertainment. It also hasn't come (laughs) out yet. I did look. I did look up the spoilers after I finished this for a second time because I had to know because it just oh my god this anime. They had they had us in the first half. Not gonna lie. 
Oh you had me God. all hyped up. It was all licensed, and it's like, ooh, but you can't have it. Sorry. And it's still ongoing, so who knows when it will all oh, be God. done in English. So we're yeah. all hoping for a season two. Maybe if this episode gets popular enough. I would love a season. <laughs> I unironically would love a season two of the show. Me too. Remember what happened with Diabolic Lovers Kids? Let's make this happen yes, with this please. show. Yes, for I'll, those of you I'll, who don't know, we'll tell you later, maybe. That's the spoilery drunk portion of the show. I'd only ask for a continuation of the show on the condition that the dub staff stays on board for a second, third, and tenth season. Yes. Oh my god. Well, I, speaking... at least, I at least demand that the writers stay on this show. Yes. Bare speaking minimum. of the dub staff, uh, y'all know I like to structure my episodes differently than everyone else because I don't care and I like to buck tradition so I'm gonna drop y'all the staff of this anime and then uh everybody we're gonna talk about in the cast and then we're just gonna go to town and talk about yeah how much we love lovers yes are we going to pound town we are going to pound town tonight we're gonna go to pound town and there's not even a dog in here i got that dog in me okay i got that dog in me and it's a hot it's a dollar fifty hot dog from costco listen so long as i get to hang with my hoes that's all i care about right now oh yes your (laughs) bitches bros and non-binary hoes we're all here for you tonight um the director of this beautiful beautiful piece of art is jason lord and um, y'all are going to have to forgive me for these credits for most of these. I know you love it when I tell things that I know about that nobody else mentions. Um, but I've been kind of living under a rock for a couple of years. And these new anime, I have no idea what they are. I have seen some of these, however. Um, he is also the director for Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury, which I've seen some of. And then these, which I've seen none of, which is <laughs> Dead Mount Deathplay and Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. What we- is that? Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer is what happens when you get a bunch of fans excited and then proceed to just drop your pants, squat over the plate, and take a massive shit in front of them. So it's not it's not about somebody baking cookies in the shape no, of tools? No, it's not. Okay, so right. Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer is the story of a guy who suddenly, like, one day has a talking lizard come up to him and is like, yo, you got to save the world from being destroyed. I'm out. And you have to find this princess. And he's like, well, fam, nah, fuck that shit. And it turns out the girl is like his neighbor and she actually wants to destroy the world. But it's actually like a really, really good manga. Like it's an exceptional manga by like a really beloved author. And he actually has another show airing this season. The one with the, okay, not demon prince of Momoji house, but the other show with the Fox guy. The other um, the Fox guy? Sengoku Yosura or something. I, I know vaguely what you're talking about. Yeah, basically, okay. I'm gonna ask this to at least Steph and maybe Noah. Do you guys know what the manga spirit circle is? No. I've heard of it. I, I have, but I don't okay. know what it's about. I I own like the first volume, it's very hard to find, but it's basically Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer was a very beloved manga. Mm-hmm. That got an absolutely shitty adaptation. Like, that's beyond what I've heard. normal. That's what I've heard, too. I never watched like, Biscuit Hammer, Jet, but I heard it was Jet, bad. It makes Jet actively sad. <laughs> the, oh, that's <laughs> how bad it is. <laughs> Jet, Jet yeah. gets sad. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm and just, Dead, Mount, oh. Dead Mount Death Play is, uh, what if we let the Bakudo guy write, like, a horny anime? Okay. That's, that's, I, that's on my list Mercury. to watch for funsies. 
Uh, oh yeah, I, and Witcher Mercury is the second gayest Gundam. This is true. I've been watching a lot of Gundam lately. Don't know why. Don't ask. Uh, Aaron Roberts, <laughs> Danny Chambers, and Sarah Ragdale assisted Ragdale. with the directing for this. And then, oh my God, we'll talk more about the writing in just a second. But <laughs> Macy Ann Johnson is the head writer for this. Um, and Emily Neves is our script supervisor. Maisie Ann has written The Hundred Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You, which is Boy. hysterical. <laughs> I'm the villainous, so I'm taming the final boss, which is the best villain an- villainous anime, Fight Me. And then Oh, I love that show. I love that's that the blonde show. one. That's yes. the blonde girl. That's why it's the best. It's, a, it's and Alexis then, and John Bergmeier. I'm going to mispronounce this, but it's the elf anime that everybody Freerin. likes. Freerin? 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 Freerin. Freerin. She also wrote Freerin. She also Great. wrote Trigun Stampede, I believe, as well. For yes, she did. I didn't watch that. I did. It, it's actually pretty good. It's not that bad. I didn't watch the first one. You don't need to. You don't actually good. don't have to, oddly enough. Yeah, it's yeah, a total we... reboot. Also, it gave me an anxiety attack. Oh, no. None of that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about people who hopefully won't give us anxiety attack. Uh, the best friends of our best Kiaru Akari are Natsumi, who's like the cat girl. She's played by Molly Zhang, who was Henri Kaido in Aoashi, and I'm the only person who watched that. That's fine. Enna Saito from Laidback Camp and Hachimitsu from Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie has another gonna, pink-haired girl in it. I'm going to be real. My boyfriend has said he also watched Aoashi. This is why me and your boyfriend get along, because he also has watched Blue Lock. <laughs> Soccer Blue anime, FT Dubs. I gotta watch Blue Lock. <laughs> you do. Um, and then we have Sachi, who's the girl with the ponytail, who's like super cool and chill. I like her a lot. She is played by Corey Pettit, who played Sawa Sugimoto in Kageki Shoujo, Aura the Guillotine, or the Guillotine, my mom would murder me, uh, in Free Run, and also Carol in Buddy Daddies. Then Buddy we, I, I know, I watched Buddy Daddies, most of so it. So cute. Um, for Shiori's best friend, we have Mei Hamano. She's played by Meg McLean, who was Rachel in Angels of Death. And then Annie and Batgirl, I don't know what that is, but she was bolded on it. And then My Trash that I love, she played Arizona in Azure Lane. Not the Arizona's trash, but Azure Lane. The girls are both. Azure. Azure Lane, Azure Lane is 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 token rompu for boys. I really like Azure Lane. I don't know why. It is just garbage, and I love it. it. Is, listen, listen. DMMD Games knows how to design a gotcha. Oh my god, the figures for that are insane. They're so beautiful. So are the token rompu ones. I know. I have both. It's just crazy. Um, we have Terafune, who's like this random orange-haired guy who shows up in the middle of the anime, who I guess is friends with the boys. He's played by Justin Briner. We all know him as Deku in My Hero Academia. We know him as grown-up Momonosuke. Woo! From One Piece. <laughs> I watch a lot of One Piece now. You're all shocked. And in uh, Ensemble Ooh. Stars, he plays Sumugi from yes. Switch. Good boy. He's the blue-haired guy boy. with the glasses. I will say this, though. Uh, he, Justin and Megan McLean's character are uh, married together in the practical, I think. 
Yes, yes. you are correct. Yes. I keep always like this. The first time around, I kept thinking that um, Meg McLean's character was married to Kamo, who's the next guy we're going to talk about, but that's not accurate. We, we don't know see, who see, he's it, married to. See, it comes no, off don't. like that in the beginning on the one, like you, you kind of think it is, but then you learn it's Terafune who's married exactly. to uh, whose mm-hmm. partner is May. And he just yeah. like randomly shows up in the middle. We're here yeah. for it though. Um, oh, yeah. We have Kamo, who is our boy Jiro's uh, green haired bestie. He is played by Derek Snow. We'll talk a lot about Derek Snow later. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Who plays everybody that I know? Our favorite dog and yours, Lowen from Dance with Devils. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. He plays. <laughs> Ego, the best, craziest villain dude ever in Blue Lock. And he also plays Natsume in Ensemble Stars. What? Derek Snow. That's Derek Snow. There's more for Megan, but those were mine. Oh, could easily be here talking about Derek Snow's clothes forever. I know. Um, And then we get to like our main three uh like love triangle ish characters we have shiori who is the best friend played by macy ann johnson who wrote the piece uh she played hardcore atlas in oh my my spell check did it wrong but it is hardcore atlas her magical girl raising project which won so many w's from me she plays uh, Shikimori, and Shikimori is not just a cutie. And Chiyuki in Smile Down the Runway, which you longtime Dub Talk listeners have heard wonderful things about, I remember. I love Smile Down the Runway. Me too. We have my girl and yours, Akari, your best girl, Giaru. She's played by Lindsay Shepard, who plays Erica in A Couple of Cuckoos, Claire Francois in I'm in Love with the Villainous, another villainous anime, and... Kusuri Yakuzen and 100 Girlfriends. And then our main male pro tag of the show, our boy Jiro. I'm going to pronounce this wrong too. So if somebody correct me, Ben Balmaceda. Balmaceda, yeah, yeah, close enough. Balmaceda. Who has played Hanamachi Sakuragi in the first Slam Dunk movie. That was a trip. He plays Pedro in One Piece. Hey. And he plays, um, oh no, I spelled the Rido. name wrong. Rido in the show with the little girl who doesn't talk. Aharon. Yes. Yes. He does that rap thing. Yeah, now he has know. he has two <laughs> memes coming for him because uh, I just found out that a big ass meme from this anime like recently just happened with over half a million views. Wait, what? Uh, the uh, parfait coffee making scene oh. like went viral. The really? extra whipped cream. They knew, cream, uh, they extra knew extra what they were fucking doing. Oh, they knew what they were fucking doing. Now, now I, now, okay, like, yeah, I can see why that would go viral. I'm sad that that was the scene that went, that went viral and not Ben Bellum and Sada's goofy, goofy. Oh my girl. god. Well, well, Disney would, would have their ass if that got viral. We don't want them to get copyright strikes like uh, Steamboat Willie that has now gone viral by don't Sorry worry don't YouTube. worry they're not don't worry don't worry guys we're safe we're not showing a tokusatsu clip oh thank god Sorry, <laughs> to- will not get be taking our ass. A, a tokusatsu clip that would have that, that we that, paid for that we paid for for 
sorry. In, please, whoever's editing this, please insert Jeff's get, Jeff's gif of Puss in Boots that says, now we're just trying to find the guy who did all this. I'm gonna have to find that later. Because I can finally edit again. Oh my god. No, for those of you at home who don't know, know what we're talking about, Discotech had their um, Discotech day uh, last week at the time of recording this. And there was a moment where they were announcing a new tokusatsu that they had and the clip that they showed. All of a sudden, the YouTube stream, like, cuts out because of copyright <laughs> on yeah. a clip that they tested beforehand and got approved a thousand for. a thousand nerds cried out in were silence as if so something terrible had happened it's like what the fuck <laughs> they got they, they the got the said the toy yeah they got um they put the stream back up and everybody's on the stream was just like well that okay for those that we tested that shit so many disco great memes tech. reaction images the disco tech chat it's me good. like don't pay for this. <laughs> Trying to do the Lord's work and then Satan takes it away. That <laughs> being today. said, not today, Satan. Speaking, not today. speaking of speaking of doing the Lord's work, holy shit, Macy Ann Johnson did. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! <laughs> like I, I'll admit, like going into the show, I had about zero expectations for yeah. this to be any anything decent. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Like, even when the show got announced, I was like, this seems like, like, okay. I want to be, I want to be really straight, which is weird because I'm bisexual. Mm, I was going to say, um, Megan, you're the last person here <laughs> doing that. A lot of modern rom-coms have been ruined because of one very nasty boil on the face of modern anime rom-coms. You might have heard of it. It's called Rent-A-Girlfriend. Oh, God. <laughs> And Rent-A-Girlfriend being the only rom-com as of late that seems to have had multiple seasons, despite it having one of the most unlikable male leads in modern anime, which says a lot because there are slave owners in almost every isekai. Oh, uh, I, love, I love horrible tropes like this. It's great. Um, Except not... Having Rent-A-Girlfriend exist puts a big damper on a lot of rom-coms. And and frankly, there are also just a lot of rom-coms that don't know how to write, like, semi-decent characters, despite all of the tropes that are going on. And, like, let's be real. This show is not going to win any awards for originality. Um, and I was, I was kind of talking to it with uh, Mr. AJ Cosplayer, AJ Cosplay, because he, they reviewed this for ANN. And, like, we both kind of came to the same realization of, wow, we actually both enjoyed this more than we ever thought we would. And their their thing that they had said in their review, um, which they think sums up the show perfectly, it feels like a good writer took a bet and now he has to write a good story with the weirdest premise ever. <laughs> yeah, you I know? agree. I, I, and, I see it. And honestly, like, the show works. And I think that... You can tell that a lot of the script is punched up because there are a lot of really funny one-liners. But as a writer, Macy knew when to tone it back for the actual, mm -hmm. like, legitimate drama moments that this show has. Because this show does have a lot of really good, sweet, romantic moments. Because at its heart, I think it is a show that goes for the real meaning is that, like, being married isn't, like filling a quota on a checkbox to get points mm -hmm. by some arbitrary system, which the camera can, I guess, just represent normal society in a sense. 
but that true, like a true marriage is one <clears throat> built on seeing your partner for who they are and accepting them despite their potential differences to you. Because even if someone is your polar opposite, they might be the partner that you need the most. Yeah. And this show has really funny moments. Like, yo, C stands for castration. <laughs> Which I think is actually a funnier line than what it was in the Japanese. <laughs> or, like, the the 101 uses of the word Johnson. Commander Johnson, keep, the, Johnson, troops keep the troops at bay! <laughs> or baloney, so the use of baloney pony. Mm -hmm. Which I, I said that that was used in this dub, and my friend Getter asked if Macy Ann Johnson had watched the Evangelion, Evangelion. movies. Yep. <laughs> Not even the movie. That wasn't from the movie. That was the last episode of the original TV show. Yeah, somebody watched the last episode of Evangelion. Can, can I also say we had a resurgence of the Wambulance? The Wambulance is back. The Wambulance came back and it made me so fucking happy. I thought, if, I thought Steph wrote a line because Goober was used. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, asked also, like, me, she asked me in a DM. She's like, Steph, did you write this? Did you help write this script? I'm like, nah, fam. I Brosive, Bromeo. My, how many ways can you say bro? Yeah. Um, I will say, so, though, that my actual favorite line in the entire show is, if somebody mentions Tenjin again, I'm going to Tenjam this pencil into my skull. <laughs> Listen, my, my, one of my favorites was Daddy wants you to hit the books and study. <laughs> that was a good oh, and one. If I kiss you, I'll overwrite the save data. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. That's a but very good one. And let us not forget the greatest call-out reference to a quiz show that they put in here. Naked Grandma! grandma. Naked Grandma! <laughs> oh my God. What is something that you don't want to <laughs> see grandma. when you go in your house? Naked, Naked Grandma! grandma. Naked grandma. <laughs> I don't want to see either. Naked, huh? <laughs> Naked, huh? Naked, huh? Listen, man, if you ever want a fucking night to, like, laugh your ass off, just Google, just YouTube horrible video game answers. Uh, Naked, though, huh? Nothing to me, Done that Naked, many times. <laughs> nothing to me is ever gonna top name a yellow fruit. Orange. Orange. <laughs> <laughs> I just Wait, wait, so I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna test. I'm gonna test Megan's uh, how much of those game show compilations you've seen. Uh -oh. Where was the weirdest place that you and your spouse have had the urge to make whoopee? Oh, fuck. Was it the car? <laughs> no, that's not the car. There, there's a video clip of a woman from the 70s talking about it. Really I know what it is, and I haven't seen that one in a while, because the one that lives rent-free in my head for the newlywed game is, um, what is, what do you, what does your neighbor have that you're more envious of? And they said money. And, the, and she's like, no, I said grass. Well, I don't have more grass than we do. <laughs> <laughs> the 70s, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, gentlemen. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Noah, uh, in your house, uh, the plug goes directly from the wall to the what? From the plug to the vibrator. Vibrator. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but this and is they like put the... one of the... Which, again, to, to reference, like, okay, so they put that line about naked grandma in the dub of this show because yes. Jiro was trying to think of something not stimulating. Right. That's not what it was in the original. In the original, he was saying to himself, think of the gross movie we watched the other night, which ties into, they actually did watch a movie in the show. A horror but movie, I'm like, yeah. But this is funnier. That, that's, nothing of the dub changes. None of the comedy punch-up gag lines, nothing loses the meaning of what was actually in the Japanese. They just either remove stuff that was like culturally uh, impenetrable to an English speaking audience or just a reference to something that us here in America would have heard of before. You want to know what 
Macy's writing on the show reminds me of. What? Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna love this shit. Uh, Macy's writing on this show reminds me of a Jamie Markey script. God, I yeah. miss those so much. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I will, and I'm I will, fucking here for it. I will tell you the difference, though. And yeah. this is because, first of all, Macy and ma'am, are, are you tapping into my phone or my <laughs> Discord voice channel? Because this is how I talk all the time. This show is made for Gigi. This is how I speak. This show is Gigi. I, I swear. Because it's like... <laughs> There's like three decades of <laughs> clueless Gyaru, like <laughs> random pop culture ish reference talk. I can't yeah. even say words right now, but like she's like, no doy. And I'm like, what decade are we in? Are we in the 90s now? Because this is how I feel. And then there's uh, like a one that's like in the 2010s. Like anytime somebody, I think she said like Bromeo. And I was like, okay, well, that's yeah. new. And then like no, the, all the hoes before bros yeah, yeah. jokes that all the girls make. And I was like, I okay, well, that's like, hose. gotta that's hang with my hoes. That's like 20,000s, 20,000s, 2,000s. How about it? Hold on. Here's my question for you, Gigi. Have you ever heard the word throuple before? Yes, a throuple. It's a couple with three people. It's a throuple. Throuple or nothing snitches. I'm sad to say I only know what that is because there's one of those in this uh, Netflix series called Carol at the End of the World where a old couple gets into <laughs> one with their senior citizen uh, helper guy. But the, I, my question was that, has is that a newer term or has that been around for a while? It's like it's been around for a while. Like I think it's been around for a while, but that's only in, like as being polyamorous is becoming more socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. You'll hear like, it more often. I mean, yeah, and I don't mean like mormon polyamory no no no. it's like no yeah you know polycule polyamory polyamory with actual respect for their partners yeah yeah um (laughs) which i i questioned someone earlier in this group said that this show is like an actual polycule relationship and i'm like no i I think it's just a love it's just a love quartet it's it's more of a love it's more of a love it's like a love polygon love yeah it's more of a love it's more of a love like v because I would say triangle or quadrangle, but like, as we come to learn in the show, Minami doesn't love anybody. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. Because, well, because. No, he has a crush. No, he he wants to pull a, a Mrs. Robinson, are you trying to seduce me? I well, didn't get through, that. Chris was like, is Minami gay? Is he going to get with the green haired guy? And I was like, <laughs> I think they're brothers. No, that's Kamo. And... Yes. That's a and I was like, brother. no, he's not gay. I was like, just keep watching. And he's like, are you sure? I was, he's like, BL, girl. And I'm like, I'm positive. I think they would have called that out in the first episode if that was their relationship. I just like, I, it's weird because, okay, so Shiori likes Jiro. Jiro likes Shiori. Akari likes Minami. Minami likes nobody. So let's just kick him out of the equation. Cause Mino- no, Minami so- wants to fuck his brother's wife. Yes. Oh, that's yes. who that was. I was yes. like, what Shit married ring woman on. is he fantasizing? I knew it was a married woman, but I, I was like, is it a teacher? Is it no, someone we it, haven't it's, met before? It, it's, I, it's, I his, it's his brother's wife, because if you uh, remember the episode where they where they go out for the mixer mm-hmm. with Kamo's brother, mm-hmm. um, Minami and Terafune. Yeah. And Minami's brother gets drunk and starts talking about uh, things. You, but that's and Kamo's he, he mentions brother, it, not Minami. Sorry, Kamu's Kamu, brother yeah. manages the 
No, but I think his brother, I think Kamu's brother mentions that it was like a family drama thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's... Which, by the way, the, multiple characters, multiple high school characters get drunk in this show. Those but chocolates no, had whiskey not in them. Multiple, multiple meaning two. Who gets drunk off three whiskey chocolates? You have a problem. A pussy. Jiro yeah, does, yeah. apparently. And me. You can't hold, hold your liquor. But <laughs> hold <laughs> All that aside, um, the writing on the show is fan fucking tastic. I love it so much. I wrote right up so my alley. I know it's they're all funny. Now, yeah. if you are a purist and wants things to match the subtitles exactly, or <laughs> exactly exactly how things are going to be translated in the Japanese that you know in your that. mind, you will fucking hate this. Oh yeah, yeah you're, you're in the wrong. So you're in the wrong decade if you want that. Well, it's not that kind of show. You are in the I, wrong genre, my friend. Get out of it, here. You're going to hate it. If you want this to sound like Rent-A-Girlfriend, you will fucking hate this. Mm-hmm. If you like a something... the Rent-A-Girlfriend dub? It's very... It's it's true. It's true to the subtitles. Yeah, it's not adaptive. Like this After I... Is. So I watched this last year around Christmas time um, when I was at home by myself. I left Chris here in Texas and I went home to go party for Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Um, I was really lonely, so I started watching all the shows that were liked more than Married Couple But Not Lovers because I liked it so much. And the first one I watched after this was Rent a Girlfriend, and I was like, I I'm hate sorry. myself. <laughs> I hate myself. I hate my life. I'm just gonna watch this again. Because you should have gone straight to uh, My First Girlfriend Is a Gal. Uh, I still haven't finished that. I need to. You um, have. I, oh. I own it, but uh, later, later, later. This is amazing. The directing on this. I don't know how you did it, Jason. Like, there's so much dialogue in here. And I don't know, like, were things improvised? Was this all on script? Like, what was going on? Because it is crazy how much, even in the background, people are talking shit. And it's funny. Like, even the wall of people are hysterical. Like, it is just so good. Like, I can't even, like... Nobody had heard of this show. And when I chose it for this, like still barely anyone had heard of this show. And I was like, just watch it, you guys. Like, it makes me cry. Like, you'll probably like it. And so I was just kind of so happy that, like, I can share this with other people. (laughs) I am just surprised at how much I enjoyed this show. Because I, similar to Megan, I kind of went in with fairly low expectations. Because I was just like... Gigi, I love you, but I, w- I went to this partially just like, oh, Gigi picked the show. That means it's going to be trash. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but it, wholesome trash is the best way I could describe it because weirdly enough, it has those moments where it's just genuinely wholesome and sweet and just... The writing on this, Macy's writing on this, like... Yes, it has so many of the one-liners, but like everybody has been saying, like she also knows when it needs to be reined back for those sweet yet serious moments. Because there is some moments of tension where you cut that fucking tension with a knife. Oh my god. So if those are not played those are if those are not played to that extent, you kind of lose the plot a little bit. And so kudos to macy for keeping that piece intact um and it it helped make 
the characters and some of their motivations um, much not only easy to follow, but much for some characters much more likable. Um, though, and, so Andrew Andrew watched most of the show with me. Yeah, he had he has not he had not seen this show before, and I actually asked him. Because I watched the final episode before hopping onto this call. Um, and I was like, wait, you hadn't seen this? He's like, no, I hadn't. So he watched most of it with me. And then he watched... Because um, last night I watched three episodes. And he caught up today so he could finish the show with me. Um, one of the things he... he's One of the things he does have a minor complaint about. But it's more of a character issue rather than a writing issue. Is Jiro's character being that much of a dense sometimes? And how, yeah, he's like, I buddy, mean, buddy, you you don't understand how this works. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, like, and that's like he, the the tropey thing. Like Chris said, right. something like on a similar thing. He's like, oh, so something cute and romantic is going to happen, or something like horny is going to happen, and then Akari is going to back away and be like, ah, just kidding, and then they're all going to get pissed at each other, and this happens all the time and just different things, and it's just going to keep happening. And I'm like, you know what? It does. But guess what? Your Giara girl needs love too. Let her be a little Sundere. It's fine. How would that would have been a better name for the show? Your Giara girl needs some love too. <laughs> I mean, let's let's make it happen, guys. It's no surprise that like I self-insert myself into the pink-haired girl or a blonde girl, depending on the anime you're watching. But this was like real hardcore. Like I have been in this situation, been in that situation, been in this situation. And I'm like, why is this making me relive my teenage trauma? I don't get it. But I'm sitting there bawling like through at least a quarter of the episodes and I'm like, this is supposed to be a comedy, right? Why am I crying so hard? God, I hate Shiori. Shiori, just go die. Uh, <laughs> Shiori did nothing wrong. That Shiori did nothing wrong. And Chris is like, Shiori did nothing wrong. I'm like, oh my God, she at really least, did at, nothing at wrong. She, at least Shiori's self-aware. And she's like, oh my no. God, am I a homewrecker? But well, she's, she's not a Kari, who I love more. But that being that said... I don't think Akari's getting into heaven. I think she needs to go to confession. She's she no she's no what Akari, she's doing. No, See, you Akari. say wholesome trash and all the horny things that happen in this show. And I'm like, she is like a instigator. She's yes, an instigator. She is. However, however, to Akari's to the point of Akari, she's also inexperienced with this kind of shit. Okay, that has be been inexper- that point has been made multiple times through the show. She is, and it's just like all the other anime where it's like fucking that one with the sock that I don't like. Um, the one with help the me. Sock? The one with the sock. They put the sock in the puppet. It's the uh, I think Jamie Marchie wrote it. Help me. Yeah. She I wrote don't a lot of things to that caliber. Um, um, but it, like, I- like my dress up darling. Um, th- they're all the same way. Where like the the quote unquote slutty girls are like actually virgins and they're super innocent, but they don't want you to think that they want you to think that they're slutty. Which is fine. But I, if you've got the knowledge, you know, if, if you're aware that your body is this way and you are intentional, like it's one thing, like I'm not here to slut shame anyone at all. If you have the body for it, that is out of your control. That is not something you should be held accountable for. But in constant episodes, she's always like, um, you're always peeking a look at me or ooh, you're going to be swiping your V card and verge. 
all sorts of like so many variations of the word virgin in the social. So funny. So, I'm just saying, like, I get why you would um, connect with the character in the sense that um, you know it feels like she's overcompensating by acting that way, as opposed to actually it's... being experienced. I wouldn't say she's overcompensating. She's just she's confident. She's she's in no way shy. But like she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She's she, confident about it. She wants to get her way. Right. She knows what she wants. She knows for the most part she knows how to go after it. But when she mm-hmm. gets her way, she doesn't know what to do with it. She doesn't she likes the chase but doesn't know what happens when you catch the person. Mm-hmm. That's I'm like a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. I just chase it. That's exactly. The dog caught its tail. Now what do I do? Exactly. exactly. That that's a car. We're still talking about the directing. We're just talking We're in just general. Di- <laughs> just- oh, okay. I think Sorry. we have. I I had to go to the bathroom. You Were you cooking chicken? <laughs> in the shitter. <laughs> it's a line from the show. Oh yeah, I was cooking chitter. Yeah, I was cooking chicken because remember, girls don't piss. Girls I don't learned something. Oh, yeah. Girls don't pee. <laughs> All the time, I didn't know that. I noticed there was yeah, no actually... toilet flushing noise or hand washing noise when either one of them came out of the bathroom. So oh, what's going on in this. there? Nasty. Didn't you know all girl, when girls have to go number one, we actually, that's why we go in pairs because we go in chant and all the pee goes away. Mm-hmm. And then we store it in the men's balls. <laughs> so they You're have a huge way ass many... piss later. Mixing way too many pop culture references there. Oh Christ! I know my brain is my brain is full of fuck. Um, <laughs> no, so I I had to go I had to go into the 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 chicken making room. Um, so I have I didn't get to say anything about the direction. Please uh, do. I have actually I have actually watched another show that Jason Lord directed, and that being Witch for Mercury, which we have an episode of. Um. I thought that actually the direction on this was a little bit better than that. Wow. Really? I haven't um, seen Witch for Mercury, so. Witch for Mercury's dub is not bad. I think it's actually pretty good. There are points of it that are a little bit because there was some casting stuff that I don't think was like genuinely taken very seriously in regards to representation. Gotcha. And there are just some very oddly placed voices in the secondary cast. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But this, I think also... This is a, a a genre that he is more suited for. Um, there are just some directors that are good at everything that they do, and there are some directors that work well more on um, different stuff. Um, taking a look at like a lot of other things that he's directed, like he's doing, uh, he he's mostly done outside of Witch from Mercury as a like longer running thing. He's mostly done kind of generic isekai and um, more comedy shows. And I think that this kind of, like, went better for him than I think a more serious show did. Obviously, he's, he's also kind of a newer ADR director at CR. Yeah, that's that's one of the things. He's definitely, I think, him and... <laughs> Crap. Him and um, um, what, what's fuck. her name? What's her name? It's a uh, 
Helena Wattstrom is Thank one. Thank you. Helena is the other. Is the other. But uh, no, there was another. There was another guy who used to work at Nintendo that came in. Jonathan Rigg, the genius. Yeah, the man, oh, the myth, yeah. the genius. Yeah, Jonathan Rigg, who's um also done a lot outside of um he's done a couple of different stuff. I need to watch Sack Princess. We need to sit down and do a Sack Princess episode. Um, I I think that this lent better to his strengths than maybe that show did. Not saying that his direction was bad at the show, I just think it was better here. Anyway, sorry, back to your regularly scheduled talking about Akari. <laughs> Who deserves to win. Yes. Alright, so who's on Team Akari? Me. Me! Steph. Me. Megan. Me. Noah, whose team are you on? I, I'm gonna go Team Shiori. I, I'm much more for the nice homeschool, not homeschooled, hometown girl next door. He likes so, the vanilla girls. So is my boyfriend. That's fine. Let the record show Steph didn't pick vanilla. This is true. Wow. Let the record show, the record show Steph did not pick vanilla this time. Wow. Strawberry. Strawberry. To an extent, Akari does have her moments that are like super like sweet vanilla, kind of like what we were talking about. Because again, the dog chasing its tail caught its tail and doesn't know what to fucking do next. Like, Akari has those moments where she's like, oh, what did I do? What do I do? Can I appreciate that this show made it so that Akari, like, wasn't 100% stupid and that she could actually, like, cook and take care of herself? Yes. Yes. It did not follow the trope of bigger boobs, smaller brain. Yes. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, she genuinely has a hard time, like, studying, but, Mm -hmm. like, when they actually, like, figured it out, she did, they did a really good job on their exams. Yeah. 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 It only, it just took them, like, you know, genuinely believing in each other. Yeah. And Akari is so smart and there's so many different levels to her. And on that note, um, Lindsay's performance here. Oh my God. I loved it. Loved it. Like I love the Gyaru girl and the Valley girl voices. Cause I have one. I'm sorry. I watched Clueless too many times when I was a kid. I just can't <laughs> shake it. Um, no, no yeah. I, I don't know what it is with the Gaudu girl trope and when it's localized, it equates to Valley Girl. I don't, I'll never understand the reasoning behind that choice. It's Valley Girl it, or it's like Texan. Right. There's, it's one or I'll the ne- other. I will never understand Give me that a, I, choice, I but... demand a Gyaru with a Jersey Shore accent. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. Oh, that would be so I wanna, fucking crazy. I, I want a Gyaru girl who sounds like fucking Snooki from Jersey Shore. <laughs> they, go. Oh, my God. They need to dub the show last season with the blonde girl with the blue streaks in her hair. Oh, my God. Do it. Snooki. Hell yeah. What show but is no, that? Like, oh, but, uh, the, I'm, I'm so experienced. You're not. Oh, yeah. I Yes, that show. I remember somebody saying that the male main character of that was pathetic. And they were also <laughs> a person who said that the guy from 100 Girlfriends is hogging all the girlfriends in the world. And I told him that was a skill issue on his part. <laughs> no, but like, I'll, I'll never understand, like, why we automatically go with the choice of the Gaudu girl having like the Valley girl accent or the Texas Texan Southern accent kind of deal. I'll never understand. I'm here yeah, for I'm not it. Sure where, but uh, I'm trying to figure for, out where. For, for Lindsay though, I'm here for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It fit. It definitely fits with this show. And not just with her, but with her other friends as well. Yeah. With Sachi the- Natsumi. Yeah. It works really well. I, I really liked Molly a lot. 
As a side note, Molly is just some chaotic gremlin, and I'm fucking here for it. All the nyans in there, all the meows, oh, I was yeah. like here for it. Sachi is my favorite of the friends, but that's because I also have a ponytail, and so therefore that is who I like the most. Um, I, I just, I, the three of them together... Man, that was a chaotic, fucking hot mess of dialogue. Oh, it's it's. I love it though. It is such. I will say this though. That sounds held. like three teenagers. That sounds like three teenage girls who are super close. Yes, yes I love. The only that. thing that they didn't do was punch each other in the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, so, again. And they didn't even grab each other's stages. boobs in the bath. Like they were all boob, like no grabbing. For once, like, for once. Very glad they we're were... past that trope. Like, do, I don't know if we're that. past it, but they didn't do it here. And I was kind of glad this, for yeah. it. But I just, I love them. I do have to say, God, Crunchyroll, can you get your shit together and put your fucking closed captions on the dubs? For the love of God. I have There's them! so many jokes I have that them! I missed because I couldn't understand everybody talking over each other. I had them! Throw I had them for signs! You had them? I had them for like signs and stuff. Yes. <gasps> what did you watch on? I watched on a smart TV. I watched it on my Switch and my computer. Oh my God. What? God damn. I was watching it on my fucking Switch because I didn't feel like rolling my fat ass out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'd like to point out Molly's delivery of probably one of my other favorite lines in the show. Molly Zhang is great. And yes. you should, you should very much keep on her career. She is a rising star. Uh, in this, oh, and if you were watching, delight. if you were watching the Apothecary Diaries right now, or Shangri La Frontier, she is she is a very much a, a rising star, and I'm very glad for her because or her slash them, I do not know their I do not know their their uh, pronouns, but um, but um, they deliver this line one time, and I think it's when all of it's when Corey, um. It's when the three girls are talking, Akari and her two friends, and they're they're checking in on her because, you know, stuff's been going weird between Jiro and her again. And it's like, this is a heavy conversation. And I think the line is like, much like my boobs, this is a heavy, <laughs> this is going to be a heavy one. <laughs> or that, what the fuck was it? It, it was, was close. like my boobs. My question is way heavier. Heavier. <laughs> it's such a good, like, it's such a good line. Oh my god! It's so fun. I love uh, it. But the dynamic all... between the three of them is so fun. It's a great dynamic, and I love the fact that when it comes time to be serious, the tone kind of changes, especially with <laughs> Lindsay. Like when Akari is crying and like sobbing her heart out, and is just like so confused or so scared <laughs> or so upset about something. Like when she cries, I cry, and I'm just kind of like, oh my god, like. Akari is not just hello in your face, Giaru. She is a real human girl and should be yeah. treated as such. And just the performance there, it just broke me. Yeah. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you. Getting rejected is hard. T getting up the courage to tell someone that you love them, that you've been spending this whole class assignment trying to get after them with and suddenly finding out they've got a crush at someone else. That That's difficult. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough, buddy. I, I think my favorite Akari moment is actually when she's crying on the phone after... The um, fireworks! The, fire the festival! Yes! Yes! Mm -hmm. Because nothing bad has ever happened in a romantic series where somebody watches fireworks on the balcony! 
What are you? Whatever. <laughs> I don't know which show no. you're referencing. A silent voice. Oh yeah. I've never seen that, but I was thinking about something else. Oh god, what are you thinking about? I was thinking about Lovely Complex. Oh shit. Oh, yay for that! Finally getting a dub. I know. Yes. Yay! That's probably gonna be a Cage Crew episode, but not for Valentine's. I'm looking forward. Because we're all. We're allowed to do episodes without it being a holiday, guys. We're allowed to be friends. I know. It's true. For our our special St. Patrick's Day episode. No. Oh, my God. No, listen. Listen, if Good Smile can start selling the cage on on their site. They started making a figure of that freaking thing. I pre-ordered it. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm getting the cage. It's a piece of cardboard. It's not a real cage. I'm very upset by this, but I'm getting it. Oh, they, they, they didn't want to put that money into at least make it plastic? What the no, fuck? No, it's like a cardboard on a stand, but that's okay. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I agree. That is a great Akari moment. It is so nice. I love... So good. Episode three was the one that broke me between Lindsay and Ben, the two of them in episode three, where he was like, I don't want to do it unless you really care for somebody. Like, this isn't right. And I was just kind of like, yeah, there's the thing. He was being genuine and so sweet, even yes. though he doesn't know fucking how, what to do about anything. And, and I love Ben so much as Jiro. Cause this is the second time I've heard Ben Momacita as a form of romantic lead. The last time I heard him as a romantic lead was in Ahadinsan, where Raido was not as emotive or expressive as Jiro is. So this is a very, very stark contrast to what his performance of Raido was. And Jiro not only is very expressive, he, he has these moment, moments of like, um, he's very self-conscious. He's very um, nervous. He he's very inexperienced. He's not sure how to react to a lot of things going on, and it makes for some really really sweet genuine moments l- like him in, in episode three going. I don't want to do that to you. You should save that for someone you really care about, like. It's such a sweet moment, and that completely takes Akari, like, off her guard, and she's like, what? <laughs> like, this guy's actually really sweet. <laughs> I think for me, the thing that I really like about Ben's performance is not only is it genuinely funny when it needs to be, because, like, Ben's reactions are top ten. Yes. They're so yes. fucking funny. Like, I mean, come on, the guy snuck the goofy scream in. Oh my god. Chris made me rewind it, and he's like, who does that sound like? And I was like, I don't. I can't play. He's like, listen again. Now I need Noah's, Noah's gonna laugh at this. Now I need now I need Ben and Jero's voice going, Potato land. What? <laughs> potato land. I got that. Pota- potato, potato land. land. Oh oh from the Mickey Mouse short where they make Potato Land. Yes. And potato land. Okay. You gotta watch Potato Land. I want you. I I want you to know at least Noah and Gigi that people dressed up in Potato Land garb for the Run Disney shit last week. God bless them. I'm not surprised. (laughs) That that is very in character for Disney fans. Yeah, but um, for me, I think one of my favorite moments that Jiro actually has is in the fireworks episode where um. 
he kind of he he's on the balcony alone and he's talking about how if if uh if everything goes well and they get into the top 10 and uh Minami and he will switch and they'll be with the ones that they they genuinely want to be with blah 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 um and he has this kind of dark moment of going well I'll get to have done all of this with her first and he calls himself out for being misogynistic yeah He's like, what is this girl hating crap? And then he immediately gets the call and he hears her crying and just Ben's instant tone shift from this like depressed moping guy who's clearly mad that the girl he really likes is there. Like, yes, he likes Shiori, but it's clear by at least that point that there is something going on with... Mm -hmm. That they are falling in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the tone of his voice going from this kind of depressed self to immediately being so concerned that she's hurt and he has to go find her on the phone broke my heart. And just that moment leading into when he holds her and calls her by her name <sighs> is just so well put together. And, like, I think Ben Balmaceda is definitely a voice actor who's exploded within the last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for God's sakes, he is a bunch of people's baby girl in Genshin um, oh. now. And he's in a fade anime. Um, he's he's one of... he's he. All I know is that, like, I can't remember his name and Josh can laugh at me in the comments. All I know is that he's a baby girl for Nazish Tarsha's uh, husband. Um... But I think the reason that I I kind of went and fell in love with Jiro and Akadi's blooming romance really is a tribute to Lindsay and Ben's chemistry. Yes. yes. 100%. Because I feel like their voices meshed well against each other. And and genuinely, Lindsay Shepard's not an act, a performer I'm like super, super familiar with. And I know I need to watch. I need to watch. I'm in love with. I'm in love with the villainess. I feel bad. I've only watched like one episode of that, and that was when I was up in Maine. And it's it's it was really good. And I'm very 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 glad for them. They were also apparently in one of the show by Rock spinoff Noah. So I guess we got to get to that. I guess I haven't been keeping up on the the spinoffs past the seat. The which one was it? The, the most the recent second one. Season? No, no, the uh, uh, Mitsubishi Murameshi. Yeah, that one. I haven't been keeping up past that. Yeah, I think she. I think they're one of the people in Murameshi. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but when Gigi was listing off all the credits for uh, the characters in the show, the actors in the show and the shows they've been in, and she was like, I haven't seen most of these shows. I was just like, neither have I. And I don't recognize most of the actors either because as the only person in this call who actually is in a married relationship, I haven't had the time to keep up with a lot of the more recent stuff that's coming out, which is a real shame because this was a great crash course introduction to a lot of people who are not Derek Snow or Macy Ann Johnson, who I have never heard before. Yeah. Case in point. Uh, case in point. Um, talking about Lindsay and Ben's acting performances in this, there is a lot of range that, like you guys have just mentioned, is absolutely holding this weird ass show together. 
it, like you have to buy into the concept that the students will just go along with the school forcing them to live in a dorm together to do fake marriage things you bet your ass if this was trying to do in america there would be some stuck-up parents writing permission slips for their kids to get out of this social experiment nonsense this, this would sure. not fly in this country Oh yeah, no, 100%. This is very much a a very whack. Like I said early on, this somebody wrote this on like by Mr. AJ Cosplay saying somebody wrote this fucker on a bed. <laughs> yeah. There's probably a little more to it than just that. I don't deny that they probably did this on a bed, but also you're all aware of like the population decline problem that Japan's having right now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, the, oh true. yeah, no, the ghost of Shinzo Abe is hoping people fuck. Yes. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so happy that that's his living legacy forever. <laughs> that like oh that and, that and being like the mo okay yo like I know we don't get political in here but can we please you're gonna talk just about the church? Well, well, Gigi brought it up beforehand. No, 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 not the just, Catholic Church. The sorry, go ahead. I mean, yeah, the Moonies were involved, but I cannot believe Shinzo Abe getting murked by the thingamajig caused a giant, like actual, like good thing to happen. Because they started fix, like genuinely, like this is a hundred percent true. You know how a lot of anime have things, like especially older anime, had episodes like about the cult, like tricking people out of like all of their money and savings. Yeah, it was in um, uh, Golden Time. It was in um... yeah. Was there an episode of it in Paranoia Agents? Yep, there's Paranoia Agent episode. Oh, yeah. uh, I know. It's oh, in, there's I know it's Cowboy in... Bebop had an episode about. Oh cult. yeah, yeah. Bakemonogatari. Yeah, so uh, Shinzo Abe getting murked by the thingamajig actually caused Japan's government to crack down on that. No more happy wow. science. Okay. So yeah, Shinzo Abe, his legacy, getting murked and causing cult reform, and fuck for more babies. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so, so, I, yeah. so I feel like this entire, yeah, this concept of the show, you have to buy into that this is okay to happen. Um, I feel like this would be more, the premise would be more suitable to, like, a dystopian sci-fi novel. Like, this would be more fitting to, like, a, a Hunger Games or a Divergent-type setting. But it's not. It's just layered onto modern-day uh, Japanese rom-coms. But that's okay, because the cast got the assignment. Uh, both Ben and Lindsay understood that their characters are, yeah, perhaps a bit archetypal of the uh, clueless virgin male. Not Chad. Um, just a virgin. And the really, I want to say high-maintenance Garu girl, because she, she can't even handle spiders on her own. That was a fun episode. I mean, to though. be fair, if I find a spider in my house, I'm not having a house anymore. That is such a That, is such <laughs> that a house is going to be burned to the ground. Chris kills it, those spiders. Anything it is, that looks crawly, he gets called. They uh, go Jen outside is in right the now. cup. If Jen was awake right now, I'd, she'd come in here and she would tell you about all the times that I've gone in. I'm like, Jared, there's a bug on the wall. I'm like, you can't get it yourself. <laughs> kill it! Kill it! Kill it! Kill it with fire! That's exactly what it. That's exactly what it's like. I really like that episode. I, I like that Akari got to be... She, she wasn't um, forceful and she wasn't pathetic. It was funny. It was kind of. It was very funny to listen to the... Uh, all the the reasons why she can't do anything because the spider is just paralyzing, and I, I love the zoom in when she holds up her fingers like it was this big, <laughs> two millimeters. It's like really. So, I need you to come yeah, to the so, bathroom with me. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so th there's a lot of there's a lot of great back and forth here. They're playing with I'm gonna say C tier material, and they're turning out a golden A performance almost every time. Um, if I could pivot over to something that's more of a critique, though, 
I don't think it was the best decision to, on the direction side, have that um, loosey-goosey uh, dialogue talk for all of the characters. Uh, case in point, Macy's uh, Shiori, she kind of dips into that dialogue too sometimes. She has a bit of a flighty way of speaking in moments where I think she's supposed to be more of a contrast to Ikari, and she's supposed to be you know more grounded. So when the dub maintains that sort of writing style for her dialogue, it's like, this isn't as much of a contrast. It's definitely not as much of a contrast as it was in Japanese. I yeah, I can, I can, from. I get where they're, and I kind of agree. Uh, did anybody actually feel like Macy's Shiori had actually more of like that, like Southern home good girl vibe to it? A little bit. Like, not like it was like super like noticeable. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, Hey y'all! Yeah, they... going, I made some deviled eggs, and like we're gonna go to church after. But like, there was the sensibility without the accent. If you know, yeah, what I'm I was at. getting like a Duggar vibe. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Maybe not that bad. I mean, not like that bad, that bad. But like, I don't think any of Shiori's family are child molesters. That's not <laughs> what I meant. I meant that they're I, like I know. you know wear skirts all the time and whatever. Like are a cult. they're they're a cult. No, I just like <laughs> no, really, they are. Look, I've watched every fucking season of all those damn shows because I have a problem. Uh, I watched the damn documentary. I don't care. But like when you tell like there's just like this weird this weird sense of innocence about Shiori and even in the voice acting for her that you can tell she wants to break out of but she's a little scared but at the same time she's kind of like asserting her dominance like Jill Duggar wants to wear pants and then gets excommunicated from her family like Shiori's gonna wear the damn pants like she's just I think the, gonna do it I think the tone they were trying to go for was more of a girl who yes has a lot of the same she has the exact same anxieties that Akari has but she uh, she addresses them she confronts them in a very different way whereas Akari's uh, outward and expressive and extroverted, uh, Shiori is more of a kill them with kindness, kindness mentality. The the kind of people who are going to put people out of their anxiety. They're going to put our people at ease by just being smiley, by being mm -hmm. good spirited, by like, let me get that chalk dust out of your eyes. And it's just a way to mask the anxieties that I think Macy's portrayal was trying to um, have that like clear ringing clear toned voice that comes with someone who is absolutely smiling all the time you can almost hear her smiling in the recording booth in scene where where she's putting on that facade I meanwhile she's trying to meanwhile she's trying to map on another man's uh, girlfriend another girl's man yeah. um i haven't heard a lot from macy ann johnson does she always have that very flippant like sonance to her performances is that her voice or is that part of the acting for oh. shiori like does she sound like Shiori and a lot of her other roles because Shiori talking to me with Macy sounds very like bubbly like it has like this weird musical tone to it mm -hmm. and I kind of like I like it depends it. on the show because I feel like I didn't feel that with her performance is uh Swindler and Akadama Drive right mm -hmm. it it has 
it starts out with a tiny bit of it, but as that show progresses, yeah. she gets a bit more, like, grit to the voice and the performance. So it's, I think it just depends on the role, and this might be more of an acting thing. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. even... Like, it, it wasn't normal for me. Like, it didn't sound, like... All right. Because also, remember, Smile Down the Runway, right? Was that Macy? Macy was yeah, puking, smiled no. on the runway. That's completely. That's so. That's still no. Yeah, she's Chiyuki. Yeah, she's Chiyuki, smiled on the runway. Um, oh yeah, there that it is. is also a different tone. While it has tiny bits of pieces of it, Chiyuki also has the confidence about her as well that Macy Ann, Macy Ann was able to like portray. So I think it's more of an acting decision, like like a performance decision, rather than just. Something that she naturally does. Okay, I yeah. like, I liked I liked those choices. Like I never quite knew where Shiori was gonna go mm-hmm. with her dialogue. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it could be up and maybe or maybe down and up and down. And I was just like, where are you going with this? I kind of like it. It makes she... like the indecisiveness come through a little yeah. more. The flighty yes. indecisiveness. Flighty that's a flight. That's a good way to describe it. Um, but yeah, I also wasn't quite sure how it was gonna go with the show because. If it being like a love triangle kind of thing, it's like the show's not going to favor one or the other for you. It's going to show the best parts of both character, both girls, so that you, the viewer, can pick your favorite. And we, as the show, will not pick for you. We're going to end the show with the both of them racing to the <laughs> temple, and no one of them is going to be further progressed than the no other. No one wins. 50 50. No, not even I you. Think the I gotta viewer. go make chicken. God damn it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's 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 just the joke tonight, apparently. So yeah, that's the, that's my cr- major critique, I think, on the the directing side is that um, the the parts that are funny are really funny. I do think that it uh, uh, should have been restricted to some characters more than others, and Shiori is probably the the biggest example of that. I am glad gotcha. they did not restrict it though, out of Kamo, out of um, yeah Kamo's performance. I, Fucking Snow hell! Oh my god. <laughs> Derek chewed the scenery till there's none left. It was so fucking great. My Golden Ham Award this year for the Dubbies is going to be between Derek Snow and Derek Snow. Like, that's where it is right now (laughs) in two different shows. Like, I've never felt this way about him before. Like, everything that he did in 2023. Oh, my my fucking Christ. Like, God. Derek Snow as the bro, the broski. Like, first of all, Derek had some of the fucking cringiest lines, but in a good way because this dude is awkward as shit. He is. Right. I know like, about that all, SSR, my dude. I know about Marine. I know. Yeah. You gotta get your 30 pulls. Derek okay. got to have Derek got to have some of the cringiest dialogue, but this was done on purpose because that's how Kamu's character is, right? See, I, I, so I, see, Gigi, I wasn't sure exactly like what part of this was the most relatable to you because I knew that you said that you relate to this a lot. And then they mentioned Gotcha Games, and I was just like, God damn it! <laughs> yes, then, I would then... sell out my friend for thirty pulls. <laughs> and then, and then some of the references that Derek gets to have fun with and play with the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh bit the for Yu-Gi-Oh. like three minutes. <laughs> oh, that was God. my favorite thing. It started with him as a fucking Karibo and ended with him having a goddamn duel with himself. So much so 
that that duel continued in the post credit scene at the end of the goddamn episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, my God. He chewed the scenery until there was none left. And then he went for more, regardless of what was there. And it was amazing. He didn't care what was in his way. He just fucking demolished everything in his path. It was fucking hilarious. I agree. So hard. He was just so funny. Yeah. And like, I don't know, y'all. Like, I don't pay attention to the stuff that Derek Snow is probably more known for. Like, I know he was in Fire Force and I don't watch that and... I'm just like, this is the year where I'm like, goddamn Derek Snow. Like how Derek Derek is very capable of chewing scenery. Um I know GG you have not seen Angels of Death, but him as Dr. Danny, if Megan were to come back, she would hundred percent agree. He steals the show. He steals Angels of Death. He's like probably second to Dallas Reed for scene stealing and chewing that scenery in that show. I'm not even joking. Like Derek is fully capable of chewing the scenery and stealing the show. Derek stole this show, ran with it, and then just demolished everything in his path, regardless of whether it, he it like hurt him, like, caused bodily injury or not. He just kept going. Like, I want a combo spinoff. Oh my that god, I'm fun. down for that. Which would be which would be fitting because we don't ever see the uh, the girl that he's supposed to be in a relationship with. They keep referencing her throughout the show and, and talks about how he got kicked out or she told him to go out and find your own food. But we never see that character. And I thought that was a very strange decision on the part of the animators of the anime staff to intentionally not show it. Oh yeah. I wonder if that's like a thing that you eventually will meet her later on. Like No, no, no. No, no. He calls her the old ball and chain and that made me giggle. That gets called a a couple of times. It wasn't just relation to his, uh, his wife. It was like every wife was called a ball and chain at least once in the show. But mostly from Kamu's mouth. <laughs> but, mostly no. from him. <laughs> but St- Steph, you and I both know exactly yes. where his his wife actually lives. Wh- why we don't see her? Because she lives in Canada. <laughs> My lovely girlfriend <laughs> who lives in Canada. In <laughs> Alberta. In Alberta. I mean Vancouver. She's <laughs> Alberta. Like, My lovely girlfriend who lives in Canada. In Canada. And I will not finish the rest of that song. Fucking Avenue Q is the best. That it is. I, I bet Derek would, Derek would make a great Muppet. <laughs> make a great Muppet performer. I can oh, see it. Again, he would chew that scenery. He would, yes, steal, he, would. he would chew that scenery, fucking run with it, and you would not... He would steal... He would chew the scenery and eat the seconds... And then you don't get shit. <laughs> like, he would eat everything. <laughs> oh, my God. And still want more. <laughs> the only part of it that I felt was kind of weird and kind of forced, but this has everything to do with, like, adapting from the manga and, like, not uh-huh. actually anything else, is when, towards the end, like, it looked like Kama was trying to, like, flirt with May. Yes. And I was like, do you... Do you not know that she's in love with Shiori? Because everybody else knows. Like, where? <laughs> why? Are, why are you doing this? Like, this Kamu is, a is a weird. Kamu is a bit dense 
in the uh, romance department. Um, <laughs> so it, I, it honestly comes as no surprise to me that the one character that he thinks he actually has a shot in hell with is a lesbian. Is the lesbian. The <laughs> and I'm glad they, they included a lesbian because that raises the entire other question of this assignment. What if you're not into the opposite gender? Yeah. Are you going to be forced into yeah. a relationship? They yeah. never really... Yeah, like, is May in a in a couple's relationship? Like, we, we never really is. talk about that. Her her husband is Terafune, so it's, like, Meg McLean and Justin Briner. But he's very supportive of May. No, yeah. Trying he's to very supportive. have alone time with Shiori. He actually, like, helps... Just, like, Terafune becomes May's wingman at points. Yes. It's mm-hmm. very and and May's just like, I, I'm never telling you anything again! <laughs> Yeah, really. I really it's love great. May. I love Meg McLean's performance here. Like, I was surprised mm-hmm. by her here. Honestly. That's my type. <laughs> like, I'm like Sailor Uranus. <laughs> I get this. I get. I get this. This is my type. Apparently, like the show plays up her thing on being in love with Chiori more than the manga. Oh, really? really? Apparently. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know 100, how 100 percent true that is, but. If she was a lesbian, I would get it. And I also, too, would be mad if I was forced into heteronormativity. <laughs> yeah. It, it's... Um, no, like, kind of going back to Angels of Death again. Fucking, this is drastically different tone that I've from Meg McLean that I heard. Her Rachel is so fucking quiet. Very is that quiet. Can be blonde girl? Yes. Yeah. What? Okay. Yes. This is. May is a completely different fucking tone. May has a little bit of like tomboyish nature to it, and, and, and like it, it, it's vastly different than what she did with Rachel. And I'm here for it. Like Rachel's a fun character in Angels of Death. That show is just insanity in and of itself. By the way, since Megan, you came back, can you please can you agree with me? Because I know you've seen Angels of Death. That Derek Snow is very capable of chewing fucking scenery. If Dr. Danny taught us oh, anything. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Dr. Dan, like, if anything, like, in Angel of Death, yeah. Dr. Danny is second seen Angel of Death? I've seen, like, three episodes of it. I didn't finish it. Okay, so, Derek Snow's character, I take it you guys talked about yes, Sado we did. while I was making chicken. We, 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 cool. we talked about him. Uh, Derek Snow almost stole the whole dog yes, for me. Yes, see? I'll be real. Yeah. Like, Sadu, his acting as Sadu is fuck fucking wild. From, like, I also have to talk about the fact that he literally turns into a Karibo. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> the fucking references. <laughs> I love that. He's like, I love that that whole thing where he's, like, doing the dual boss. is like, wait, but if I fuck this up, everybody will think I'm a creep. Yep. <laughs> um, that, and uh, he smells like my hopes and dreams. That was great. <laughs> but, like, Derek Snow fucking steals this entire dub. Yes. Like, it is, like, some del- del- delicious ham. Yes. Like, and yes, Derek Snow can in fact be over the top and hammy. I've watched Angels of Death where his character is quite literally a medical. It's quite literally the human the human manifestation of a cockroach. Yes. Every time that I thought that he was dead, he just kept fucking He's coming, coming back. back. Like the 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 the, the stealing ham chewingness of his performance as Doctor Danny, I, personally in my opinion is second to Dallas Reed's Zach. Like, that's how strong so, yes. Derek Snow was in that show. 
But he, I, I said this a few times back in, he like, he, he chewed the scenery, ran off with it, kept going, didn't fucking care if he caused himself bodily injury just to find more scenery to chew. Like, that's how insane this role was for him. Y'all gotta watch Blue Lock. You I will have do! The, you will have I the same to. conflicting choice of emotions that I have when you hear Derek I... Snow in Blue Lock. I only have watched one episode, and this was when the dub had first kind of started over a year ago now, right? So Andrew and I sat there, we watched one episode, but we never got the chance to go back to it. And there's so many fucking shows that I want to watch before dubbies. Fuck me! Yeah, I know that <laughs> oh man, if you want to talk about Derek Snow stealing the scenery and he's only in like two episodes, try Gun Stampede, everybody! Oh yeah! Oh, he's one of the Nebraska brothers. Derek Snow versus Derek Snow versus Derek Snow. (laughs) Like, okay, okay, like, we're gonna, okay, for anybody asking where the fuck is our actual Trigon Stampede episode, hi, I'm hosting it. We're not doing it until the second season's out because Millie isn't showing up in Trigon Stampede, spoiler alert. But, um, no, sorry, Meryl hasn't showed up. Millie is there. Meryl hasn't showed up. Meryl, and I refuse to do the show. It's the other way. It's easy to get the M's mixed up. It's Meryl. Whatever, the tall one. <laughs> the fucking tall one isn't there yet. Millie is the tall one. Meryl yeah, is Millie the... ain't there yet, and they hinted at her at the end of the season, and Orange was like, yeah, we're going to be making a second season, we just don't know when it's coming out. And I'd rather talk about it, those two in a combined sense than leaving Millie off, because Millie is such an intricate part of the Trigun story. Oh, she is. Anyway. Anyway. When... Andrew was watching Trigun Stampede. He had asked me if they there if anybody could guess who played that character because he thought that it sounded a little like Tom Kenny. Oh, I remember. You know, I remember this exact conversation because we, we SpongeBob. So Andrew and I watched Stampede together, right? So yeah. he was asking me the same thing. I'm like, bro, that's Derek Snow. He didn't fucking believe me. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so Derek Snow can do me. a lot of really fucking weird shit. Yeah. But anyway, back to Megan McLean. Uh. Sorry, I Meg McLean. Sorry, I had to uh, uh, go make pizza with Rizzo. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, I've, I've not heard Meg. By the McLean way, did before. you know that Rizzo the rat, Rizzo the rat, now has a hole in Chicago? God damn! No, really? Yeah, yeah, it's an Instagram thing. Oh, yeah. Have you not heard about the rat hole? No. They're pouring Merlot into it. Oh my God. Anyway, I'm just, America, I'm just gonna changed. stare at the snow that's coming down outside my apartment right now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I liked uh, May's Megan's May. It was very. I'm very glad they did not like the show. Kind of plays up that she probably has the hot sport. She, yeah, she's lesbianist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> lesbianist for for Shiori and that. If, if everything goes well, their practical can involve the two of them getting married and buying a Subaru. Um, <laughs> Subaru! Subaru! As, as, as you all know, Subaru, the, the vehicle of choice for all lesbians. Um, Did I ever tell you guys one time that when I was con- trying to figure out what kind of car to get years ago, I was considering a Subaru, and I mentioned it to my... I mentioned it to someone in my family, and they were like, <laughs> they were like, "Oh, you mean the lesbian car?" I'm like, "Oh, great! Thanks for the thanks for that. It's exactly what I want to fucking hear right now." Subaru, 
Known for reliability and lesbians. Is that, um, is that was, why Wish Upon the Pleiades was only with girls? Subarus are fucking reliable. Yes. They really are. <laughs> that, that's fine. That's fine. J- just you, you could get an uh, you get a Honda instead and avoid the stigma. Oh fuck Hondas! I hate Hondas because people who drive them are assholes. Oh. Except for my boyfriend Aww. who has a Honda. <laughs> I mean, the statement. Don't still drive stands. a Honda. Don't, Just kidding. The don't stands. drive a Honda in Toronto. Apparently, it'll get Love stolen. Love you, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, oh, what the fuck was Meg I McClain. saying? Yeah, no, I'm very glad they did not give her like the stereotypical butchy voice. Yes, just because. Yes. Just oh, no. because she, it's a comedy show. Yeah. There is a stereotypical lesbian voice. Just like I hate the stereotypical fat people voice. Yep. It's more tomboy. Not butch, but tomboy, yes. which works perfectly. Yes. And she, yeah, because she definitely sounds a lot less girly than all of the other girls in the show. Yeah. Which is useful because uh, there are times where if I wasn't looking at the screen, it was a little difficult to tell which character was speaking. Uh, but except for uh, May, I don't think I have a hard time telling which one was her. Because like you said, she had more of the tomboy voice and not just the pitch, but also the way that she said the words. Uh, mm-hmm. Meg's actual delivery was not it wasn't it wasn't cowgirl it wasn't clueless and it wasn't the sing-songy way that macy ann was doing um yeah it was uh unique then yeah it was it, it was unique i'm losing words here sorry words yeah are no it's, it's getting it's getting to the it's getting to the normal adult witching hours which for me means i'm wide awake <laughs> oh perfect um <laughs> well it means it's almost bedtime for me but like of all the characters, of, of all the thing, the performances that I actually think did kind of fade into the background, and it's by no fault of its own, it's just because he shows up halfway through and his only character trait is being in love with a Connie. Co- oh, terrifying. Uh, Justin Briner, he got a pay- Yeah, Justin Briner, you got a paycheck. Congratulations. Yeah. This, this kind poor of boy. But he didn't sound Deku to me, so for that I was grateful. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, he sounded a lot more like some of the other shows I've watched him in, like, it sounded a little bit more brattier than his performance in Stranger of the Shore. Like oh, that yeah. Game. You right. Yeah, because he just wants... He just wants Akari because he saw her first. Yeah. I mean, like, Terafune was there. He showed up. We don't know why he was there, except to just... He was there because he was May's... Husband. Fake husband. Yeah. May's husband, and I guess he's also... And they kind of look alike, which is weird. <laughs> I mean, a lot of did they did they find the two fucking gingers in school and said, you know what would be funny? <laughs> Their pairings have like little to no meaning. Reason. So it's like they spun the randomizer, except they didn't. I don't what? know. I I can't. Yeah, I would like to think that they had like some kids that they fucking hated and they made them miserable. I mean, like I think that's because... what they thought for Jiro and Akari, like TBH, but and then they... surprise. Surprise, your plan backfires. Surprise, Surprise Um, Can I be the only one who's disappointed that they only kissed once and it was in the beginning? Like the very first yes. episode? I mean, it was a nice... Yeah. I'm surprised they even kissed at all because uh, going into this, I was like, the trope, the, the thing to expect in the show is that they are not going to resolve anything. They are not even going to kiss each other and they're just going to play games with each other for the whole 12 episode show. So the fact well, that surprise, we got bitch. one kiss, one kiss... Surprise, like, ha, little, little she nugget. already got more play than Akari did. I was shocked she by already, that. She already second kiss was fucking smoking. I know. Oh my I was like, God. 
I, I've seen that hentai in the nurse's office. I, I was God surprised damn it. when it showed up. <laughs> oh yeah, God, Skinkies, quickies make me sick. <laughs> or um, like I think uh, Corey's delivery of ah turbo skanks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my I think God. they call, I think that's what uh, Corey call, uh, Corey, uh, that Natsumi does. She's like, ah, Turbo Skanks banging in the nurse's office. I guess I'll leave you alone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that now. Oh, God. Like, even she's like, yep, I've seen this fucking hentai before. <laughs> it's so funny. Christ. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I love so many things about this. I know it's kind of tropey and very repetitive plot-wise, but, I mean, yo, oh, I, I, think I loved great. it. Um... <laughs> I guess we can yeah, the, start to wrap the, the, up. The, the last thing that we... It's very telling we haven't mentioned him at all because it's just how much he stands out. Uh, the character, not the actor. We haven't talked about Tenjin at all in this performance. Yeah, because he's basically... Cause he's, he's not basically really existed. Existed. Yeah, and his, it, Me to me. Tenjin's basically your Ikari's com- 500 Days of Summer. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the whole reason that she's trying to do well in this assignment is to get with... Oh, Minami. Tuxedo mask over here. Minami. Yeah. yeah Tenjin Minami. Because he's not existed in this show. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. basically. Like, but like, when, when, when fucking, even then, when I will say t- I give I give really big compliments to Lindsay in the scene where he, he rejects her. Yeah. And I genuinely do like the show's approach to like, hey, I'm not in love with you, but it doesn't mean your life is over because the person you will really love and will love you for who you are is out there still. Oh, yeah. And that person is Jiro. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. No, like, it, it says a lot when your key art has the person you would think it would be a, like, a, a, a fucking romantic, like, clusterfuck is not really there. <laughs> For I also would like to point show. out, I do. I would also like to point out that, like, in terms of the show, I do genuinely like that. Uh, at its core, like, yeah, there are some times that, like, early on where they kind of call, like, attention, like, an, an A-grade, like, Chad and stuff and, like, try to pull that shit. But, like, as the show went on, did anybody else feel they've, like, really kind of, like, abandoned that yep. for both the guys and the girls? Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. like, and that's one of the things I genuinely enjoyed, especially, like, one of my actual other favorite scenes in this is when all the girls are in the bath and they talk about, like, what it really means to, like, be married and, like, they talk about, like, it's wanting to see, like, the soul of the person on the inside. But one of the other, like, actually really thoughtful moments in the show, and I, I give a lot of praise to the guard, the actors for our, our trio, as well as Macy's writing, is when they talk about um, how you can basically game the system by getting multiple partners, but you all keep the same points, and how it's supposed to prepare you for dating, like... Hey, it's like dating. You're never going to, like, find the first person the first time. Right. But Akari brings up that, whoa, you just can't keep trading off who you're exactly married to, though. Yeah. No. I I remember that, and I was like, that's a very poignant moment. Like, because... For a show with a setup like this, you wouldn't think you would have that. Right. And especially from, like, what you would find as the stereotypical Gaudu girl of all things. And again... Again, I joke that Akari is the dog chasing her tail, catches it and doesn't know what the fuck to do. But at the same time, Akari is the girl who, while she has this confidence to her, she also has her own 
her own set of morals in a way and what she wants for herself. <laughs> for a second, I thought you were very interesting. I thought you were going to start referencing the show Super Gals, which has like your your ironclad rules for gals, which are constantly no. changing. Oh my god! No, no, no! I love no. that show. <laughs> no, but um, no, like she she knows what she, she she knows who she is, and she's confident about it. Yes, but she also would like to have the sweet romantic experiences. Like she wants to ha- find and have that partner who's going to love her for her. And it, it, I think that kind of leads to, to her lack of experience with this kind of stuff, which makes Akari's character much more endearing in the long run. Yeah, and it also, I'd also like to compliment this, and I guess I can, I guess, you kind of wanted us to start wrapping up. If you want to, if you guys want to talk some more, definitely. Oh, no, I, I kind of had something, like, in final sure, thoughts, go but I didn't know. It's up to you. Well, I also want to let Noah talk, because he's been yes. quiet. <laughs> I, I because I, I didn't like the show as much as you guys did and I didn't want to step on your toes as much. You that Aww. is what discourse is for and why I have the key to your cage and your chastity belt that you're not getting back until you actually get the balls to say what you thought of this. Because, <laughs> because okay, so as the as the guy in this group, as the person mm-hmm. who is this show is clearly directed for the for the hetero male with all of the shots and all of the the panty Oh yeah, shot, 100%. The boobs, the, mm-hmm. I, there's I so that part there is like when I see that I get the sense that it's harder to take the emotional high points seriously because you've slathered the whole show with more uh, titillating juvenile material than the emotional high points of people uh, coming to terms with their emotions and revealing themselves to other people. So it's really hard to balance those two out. You know, it's it's like a mm-hmm. a a really good steak. That's got whipped cream on top of it. I prefer the steak without the whipped cream, you know? Or like a steak that you wanted cooked medium, but now it's cooked like rare. It's just, it's got the stuff around it. It, This is a weird mix of stuff, you know? It's a weird mix of the sci-fi almost elemental or social experiment elements of making people do this class assignment because Japan's population is dwindling mixed in with the uh, nerdy uh, virgin character who is entirely unaware of what to do but surprise the garu girl doesn't know what to do either like there's a good i think there's a good premise in this and mm-hmm. maybe refined to be less catered to the uh otaku Corny. market i'm not sure if that would work if it would sell as well but yeah th- i didn't really buy into the emotional moments the parts where everyone was talking about how i enjoyed the part uh where she was crying on her cell phone during the fireworks scene or the breakdown uh, when uh, Akari confessed her feelings. I was like, if that moment maybe had happened earlier in the show, or it was better balanced between the wackier sitcom situations, I think it would have hit a little bit more. And the key part, just the key part of all this, not the chastity belt key part, but the part (laughs) that really didn't stick with me is that Mm -hmm. I've gone through actual marriage courses before. Um, Like, we, me and Jen have gone to, um, uh, like, couples retreats before. You know, we've done things that are supposed to put, bring us together, right. are supposed to allow us to feel comfortable expressing ourselves. And in those situations, there is, like, a mentor or someone older who is supposed to be guiding you. 
Where was that in this show? Who is Yeah, I can understand that. That, that, that is 100% understandable. That's that's why I said at the beginning, I was like, there's a point system. It's like, whose line is it anyway where but somebody's going to win and the yeah. points don't matter? Like, who's yeah. going to tell you what to do? I will do? definitely, I definitely agree with Noah, though. Like, if this show had, like, like, I don't mind there being, like, some fan service. And there are times where I was like, I, I, I kind of wish would you like you would stop show. Right. And, but like I, I would hundred percent get that, and I know other uh, other actually male people, like people who identify as male, who also didn't really jive with the show, mm-hmm. and like I understand that. I think for me, the reason that it works, at least for my level, where I was like, I had really low expectations for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I had subterranean expectations for this to like actually entertain me same so maybe i'm liking it more because i like the dub a lot i think the dub is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. that is i i don't know if i would like the show as much if this cast was on there if this was a subtitled only show i don't think i would go out of my way to watch it without the dub right but i I think for me the thing that i i think for me that works about the show and this comes from an interview with between the authors of the hundred girlfriends who really really love you and kaguya-sama love is war okay and everybody a, a majority of people really like kaguya-sama love is war as a rom-com and i know a lot of people who really like a hundred girlfriends as a rom-com and eventually that episode will come out at some point because that's dubbed but um uh, hundred girlfriends is another one of those like Shinzo Abe, like we keep bringing up Shinzo Abe, but it's another it's one of those rom coms that have harem rom coms that have such an absurdly dumb premise that you you're like, why was this made? Who was this made for? Like, who came up with this fucking idea? Mm-hmm. Um, so and the- I'll I'll have been on record for saying this, and I know this is going to be a controversial take for some people in here. Uh, I think the author of Kaguya-sama, Aka, Akasaka, can write a really good rom-com. That man cannot write a fucking drama. Like, a, a, a he can write a rom-com and have romance drama. The man cannot write an actual factual drama, in my opinion. I've heard some people but, say the same thing about Jun Maeda. Jun Maeda has a lot of other problems. Yeah. <laughs> but um, one of the things that um, was asked of them, and this was answered by Akasaka in this interview, was Kaguya-sama and 100 Girlfriends are very gag-centrist, but they are still have romantic stories. Are you careful to avoid having the male leads come off as unpleasant? And Akasaka replied with, yes, absolutely. I never want him to be unlikable. It doesn't matter how cute the female lead is, if people hate the male lead, it's all over. Mm. Or no matter how likable he may be, it only takes one moment for it to all come crashing down. I think it's critical to build him up to make sure he doesn't fall apart. And I think a lot of the enjoyment of this of this anime for me and why I kind of want Jiro to get with Akari is because for as much as Jiro does a lot of like the nerdy otaku stereotypes, like I would 100% believe it's not because he hates all women and like buys into like that 2D is better than 3D crap that like Sadu is going on about. Yeah, they addressed that at the very, very beginning of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I genuinely think that Jiro is a good dude. Like, he's, he's, he's open, he openly admits that he has some very stereotypical views of a, a Kari, 
And he goes, like, yeah, I am like a lot of other guys who, yeah, I would love to be your girlfriend because you're hot. Like, boyfriend because you're hot. Yeah, yeah. But it's clear that he genuinely does care about Akati and that he does try to be a better boyfriend, like a better husband to her. Mm-hmm. Not only for the sake of the practical exam, but for her own feelings because they're too stupid to realize at this point that they don't love the other person anymore. They love, they love the other people and that this weird absurdist situation has brought them together unexpectedly. Like, obviously I think there's a lot of like logical flaws in this that you just kind of have to like shut up about it. Sure. Like obviously like what about like LGBT students? What about, like LGBTQA students, what about students who don't want to do this? Yeah, is this ethical? <laughs> ace, like no, we just said ace yeah. students. But I think overall, the the show's two main leads, no matter how tropey that they can be, are still endearing enough to get me through the show. And I think a lot of the direction, the performance, and a lot of the writing helped me with that. So like. I don't think I would, like, I would genuinely own this show just to, because, like, I like to own a lot of physical media. And maybe I'll come back to it one day. Like, I definitely want to pick up the manga because I want to see where the manga goes. Yeah. And I would love a second season of this, but, like, when, like, I'll say it, we're kind of starved for a lot of good rom-coms lately. Yeah. I didn't think like, about that. Like, like, we're starved for a lot of really good rom-coms and, like, a lot of them, unfortunately, which is like, I really like female-led isekai. I really do. I'm just very tired of them all being the villainous stories. Yeah. 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 Like, because back in the day, we had isekai, like, Fushigi Yugi oh. and Twelve oh. Kingdoms and, and Ray Earth yeah. and, and Escaflone, where there was, like, variety in the genre. Yeah. Now it's, 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 do I want male isekai slave time or do I want female isekai villainous time? I've got the answer for you. I've got the solution to all of this. A good romance show, isekai adjacent, led by a strong, good female lead. Spice and Wolf coming up this season. God damn it. Next season. Damn it. Um, What? (laughs) GG. No, no, no. No, no, I'll get back. No, I will get back to you on like a Spice and Wolves classics episode because I've never finished it. (gasps) What? Even me. No, I'm okay. How do you not like Spice and Wolves? It's boring. Is it because she doesn't speak like a gal girl? It's boring. I was so bored. If she spoke like a... If she spoke like clueless throughout the show, would that help? No, because all they're talking about is like economics and her riding in a cart and some apples, and I was bored. But their dialogue is so great because they're talking back and forth about how you should you could grab the hand of happiness and you've let it slip through your fingers, or they're breaking their emotions. No, like, oh, this is this is where we differ because this is the kind of dialogue you like, and I like Ben Belmasita doing a goofy voice. <laughs> the goofy and Noah. different words Noah, for Noah. and dangly bits like this is what Noah. I like <laughs> Noah, Noah my sweet summer child you've Put lost respect you my at economics I think you're gonna lose this fight I, I agree with not... what you're saying Megan because we are starved like when I went looking for stuff for this episode I was like okay I gotta find something shoujo trashy well yeah I can go back to the mid 2000s and the 2010s but -hmm. coming out now there's nothing really that fits that genre anymore it's all seinen it's all seinen and even then like I think I think it really sucks that like like I'm not gonna like I know a lot of people have 
a lot of issues with Crunchyroll dub show selections, and I'm I'm one of them, and I understand that. But like, at least this winter season, like, do you know how excited I am that they're dubbing a, a cute romance show called A Sign of I'm Affection? I'm so excited for that. I'm excited for that. And then there's also going to be like. Yeah, Demon Prince of Emoji House, and there's also, like, another show that's kind of like this called Hokkaido Gals. They're super adorable. Mm -hmm. Another Garu show. Garu Girl show. I... But, like, but, like, even then, there have been some, like, really good romantic, like, comedy stuff, like, that got skipped over Mm -hmm. for a dub. I know there's, like, the My Dating Story, I Was Experienced, You Were Not, but, like, over at, like, Sentai, they have just, like, crushed the shoujo trash river. Yeah. Like, they have damned that yeah, bitch up. Yeah, bibliophile princess, and, like, there's e- none of that. Um, everything... Like, no Endo and Kobayashi didn't get a dub, which is, like, about two people playing a visual novel, and, like, the prince can hear the two people playing every thought. Oh my god, that sounds so or, like, good. I've never even heard of that. Or, like, or like there was also other really good like romance shows they had like Insomniacs After School. Yeah, that's yeah. one I really want to watch and, uh, so bad. And uh Kubo won't let me be invisible. Mm-hmm. But nope, we can we can dub the titty shows it like the the creepy titty shows and like farm Sakai. I mean if that's the choice they're gonna make for money or whatever choices they're gonna make, that's the choice the company's gonna make. I'm so yeah, starved like- for shoujo trash. And like I don't know, like I was watching this, and I, I know there's the big meme thing with the cream, the whipped cream, which is fucking hysterical. It is yeah. funny. It is very raunchy, and it is very like not something that I would normally think was funny. But then you know it came down to like we were arguing over crap to watch the other day and i was like well let's watch my favorite movie of all time and chris is like well what the hell is that and i said billy madison and he said how the hell do you like billy madison that's your favorite movie (laughs) of all time and you won't watch fucking talladega nights because you think will ferrell's not funny and i said well will ferrell's not not. funny he's not funny but adam sandler is funny adam sandler who does the same joke in every fucking movie he's in i'm like well yeah i kind of grew I grew up with Adam Sandler. That's who I think is funny. And this show, I think... They both make good and bad movies. This show, I think, that it appeals to me so much is it has a really oddly placed nostalgia factor for me due to the way that the dialogue is written and the way that Akari speaks, that she's just like me. Ken? If she wasn't just like me... I don't know if I would have liked it as much. It might have gone through the rent-a-girlfriend route, which I freaking hated if the writing was bad. Oh no, this show is way too self-aware to be as bad There's as rent-a-girlfriend. No girls in rent-a-girlfriend. Like, I don't... Okay, the girls in, in Rent a Girlfriend have Hank Hill they, ass. Oh, okay. they're, not, they're not cute. Like, no, there's That's none of them have personality. Episode. But he, the reason that I got into this was because I watched like fucking marathon all of the quintessential quintuplets in like four days, and that includes both seasons in the movie. And I'm like, this is what I want. I want more of this. Like, but I'm not getting it. So I guess I better go to something else. Like Horror Mia, also a pretty good romance. It's not meant for like the shoujo or the jose genre. Like, so I have to, in order to get a romance story that has some kind of feeling behind it that I can resonate with, 
I've got to switch gears and buy the men's magazines <laughs> in order to get what I want. <laughs> so if I have to fast forward past some panty shots, I'll do it. Or if I'll watch them, I'll be like, okay, there it is. Let's move on. I was like, wow, that outfit's cute. Wow, that outfit's not there. I was like, oh, you. There were some cute outfits in the show. I want to cosplay that school uniform real bad. Like, it is what it is. And so that being said, like, I think, and like Chris did, I don't think he liked it at all. I think there, there's something like if you don't get the emotional impact behind a rom-com like this, like you're mm-hmm. not, and you, if you don't think the jokes are funny and if the fan yeah. service isn't to your specific taste, you're not going to like it, which is what I said at the beginning, which is like, if you like things that are completely literal to the Japanese language or the subtitle translation, you will not like this dub. Mm-hmm. Can can I just say something? Kind of going back to Megan's Megan's point about like the lack of like rom com dubs and things like that. Um, the first thing that popped into my head, um, which I find very fascinating, y'all know about the whole meet the, the new Mean Girls, right? Oh, with the yeah the musical. Oh, yeah, oh, I got a story. I got a quick story for that. So Jen and her mom were going to go see that movie the other day because uh-huh. they really liked the original movie. And uh-huh. I to- I asked her. Oh, honey, um, I, I'm kind of surprised you want to go see a musical. And she stopped and she was like, wait, what? It's a musical? Yeah. So, I was like, so, oh, you didn't know? So for those of you at home, um, so they just released in theaters uh, a new version of Mean Girls. But this one is based on the Broadway version of the show that was a, that, that, with that one being based on the movie. So... The the marketing on the this new Mean Girls was fucking weird and, Dog and very bad. The first trailer, because again, this is this version is based on the Broadway show. No singing, none of the actual music, and there was I there's a, I follow theater nerd. Hi, um, I do follow some theater influencers and TikTokers, right? And one of them had a very interesting and good point, which could kind of also equate, I guess, t- into an extent, um, the lack of, like, dubs which, for, like, r- romantic comedies and things like that. Um, where it seems like there are some companies that don't trust that the audience is there for it. But, no, like, no, Steph, we've been doing this for eight years. We've I know. we've proven time and time again, we've had rants upon rants upon rants that the audience is there. Now there's a new group of YouTubers who are like super into Shoujo Jose, who are very popular, who are more popular than like I'll ever be or will ever be probably as a podcast. And, you know, people are saying, you know, go to Viz Media, say reprint Red River. And I'm like, man, they should really make an anime out of Red River. Red River is fucking fantastic. But like... Oh yeah, no. Like I, I went to, I ran to Viz Media and was like, "Hello, can you re-release uh, from far away?" Which is another really good. Yeah, surprise. it's just like they're we're here, like the audience that, is here, and now they're more, it's more vocal than ever, and it's but, just but that. But the point I'm trying to make is the fact that the audience is there, but there are some companies and uh, there are some companies, their higher ups, their executives that don't think that that audience is there or they don't trust that audience is there and it kind of ends up being a slap to the face <laughs> and, and <laughs> which, I, which is I, I know that video is controversial but like 
there was a YouTuber who named was named Neuralities, and like a bunch of people like got upset because she was like, "Hey, ReZero isn't good," and there's a lot of really uncomfortable shots in a lot of anime that are sexualizing towards women, and like they don't always need to be there. And then people found out she wrote like Bakugo Yaoi, and of course we're like, "Oh, well, you do this to my hero, and he's a minor," and, and like ran her off. To which, God, I, I need to talk about that double standard, but that's for another episode. But no, but I, like, I, I just found it fascinating, was... like the. <laughs> the conversation you were having and talking about that. And that was the first thing that immediately came to my mind. And I just wanted to like, well, bring that up and mention it. It's, it's oh yeah. No, I'm trying to mention to the fact that like that Gigi was talking about, it's like now all these people suddenly right. want like Shoujo and Jose stuff. It reminds me of this chart in her video. And it was like, uh, a Shoujo adaptation doesn't do well. It doesn't have a budget. Fans think it's cheap. Fans don't watch it. There's no Shoujo anime made. And it's this vicious cycle that keeps mm -hmm. happening. But, like, I think in that sense that, like, especially for the girls, and I know, sorry, Noah, like, you're just kind of having to sit there and, and like, be like, I have a dick. Um, Wait, let me check. I'll give you the key. You can check now. No, it's it's still there. Um, okay. Still there. We're good. Uh, but, like, how many times, like, we, we can go, like, it, it's kind of a weird thing where, like, women, like, female fans, like, LGBTQA fans mm -hmm. and, like, uh, people who identify female or, like, non-binary are so willing to wade through the swamps and, like, Indiana Jones to find our, like, temple of gold and stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. to get things. And then there are not all men. I have to say, not all men in this case. Yes, not, not all of them. All, all men. But there are some guy fans who see them not getting catered to and to invoke uh, everybody's favorite yellow cult of the sponge... Uh, the episode when uh, they build the fire underground and Patrick eats all the chocolate, and he's like, "Well, what am I gonna do now? I'm gonna starve." This is more. This and he, is. And more he's got the, the chocolate toxic. on his face. This is more the toxic. Yeah, this side is more toxic thing. And he's got like the chocolate on his face, and he's like, "Oh, like he clearly just ate something right. good." Right. But like, I think it, like I don't want to like have like this huge diet tribe thing again for this, but like I genuinely enjoyed this dub, yeah, and I thought it was good, too. and I think you should check it out. Same. Sorry. I know also, I know no, this I... turned into a tangent, but when you were talking about it, I'm like, this immediately thought, uh, it made me think of this! And I was just like, you know, it's kind no, of no, similar. No. And as a, as a fan of, like, theater, it ends up being a very, it, it, you see the same issue no matter kind of, like, what fandom, weirdly enough. Like, it, it's so, it's obnoxious, but it's also very fascinating. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's, it's very telling in what mm -hmm. Gigi mentioned about how a lot of the, the trashy shoujo stuff that she wants is not coming out of shoujo stuff anymore. It's coming out of seinen stuff. Yeah. And that gives me, that lets me know that they don't think that they should market it as shoujo anymore. It's the exact same kind of content, but they think they should market it in a completely different field to, I wouldn't want to say trick people into watching it, but more like we, we need to, we need to cater it into- to for the guys and we're gonna sandwich in the romantic stuff that's not being produced in any other material because that's the only place that it's going to get funding anymore it's like it's like a it's like a ghost kitchen on doordash <laughs> it is oh my god it is it totally is you don't also also noah i would like to remind you that uh like we love you and we love having you on here uh, when I think you said something in the chats like, "Man, why can't I go out with my my bitches and like say that like girls out with my bitches?" Just remember, man, I feel like a woman 
is our dun, dun. Yeah. yeah that's yeah Man, let's go girls I feel, I feel like, like a woman a right woman. that's a vibe that's a vibe yeah if you vibe with that song you were one of the girls yes. <laughs> yeah I, as, as someone who had mostly girlfriends in middle and high school i get it okay oh he that no wonder he definitely vibes it's great it's a vibe it's all a vibe <laughs> it's a vibe as someone who mostly had guy friends in high school i feel that <laughs> and for the record megan that that question about um is it misogynistic to call your girlfriends bitches and hoes wasn't a do i have permission to do this it was a is the show itself or the dub misogynistic for having the characters refer to their female friends as bitches and hoes? i would say no because it's clearly in a loving way it's a di- there's a difference between like exactly. two girls calling themselves a friendly way like i don't know it's like it's like at least nobody was calling them females oh God, like guys that. who call women <laughs> female. listen, females give me the fucking listen, listen i i I, I refer i refer to megan and Gigi a good portion of the time as my bitches it's yep. fine my i'm telling you macyan has tapped into my phone records and has just copied the way in which i speak mm-hmm. bitches hoes we all here for it fam let's go but that being said um does anybody else have any final like final final thoughts they want to mention or should if if you like should we if, bring out the box wine uh this show was better than i expected this dub is phenomenal like Gigi said if you like the straight and narrow like like one for one adaptation of a japanese property you're not going to get it here um the writing just sent me into orbit a lot of the performances sent me into orbit but it also was very sweet and very endearing. I liked it more than mm-hmm. I thought I was going to. Thank you, Gigi, for making me watch this show. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, same. I think I've kind of said my final thoughts. Like, I like the dub. I probably wouldn't have gone out of my way to, like, watch the show in English. Same. I mean, in anything other than English. Um, so, I, I generally enjoyed it. I thought I had a good time with it. I really want Akari and, uh... Jiro? And, uh, Jiro to get together. Oh, hell yeah. Endgame. Um, Let it be Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just remember that uh, I'm in control next year. Oh, oh. fuck, you are. Oh, goody! Clap, 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 clap. Mr. Clue. The existence of this show it was an inevitability. Um, obviously, someone was going to make this premise because uh, Japan. that's had to be made. And Japan's population problem. Um, so I don't hold it any malice. And all of the fan service in it, you know what? It, it is what it is. There, there's hormones that have to be tapped into. It's it's not like it's not like anime invented breasts. Okay, those have been around for quite a while. I think I'm pretty sure they've been around for a while. So anime invented boobs like Persona Five invented jazz and Shibuya. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Didn't exist until Persona. That's right. So um, I'm actually gonna mirror what Megan said. Is that I would not have watched this probably, or at least would not have enjoyed it nearly as much in just the Japanese. Um, I actually in preparation for this episode watched a lot of the japanese lines to co- to compare them with the english which yes it would barely help if uh we had a closed captioning option on the version i watched i watched it on the mobile version so if you're telling me that's available on switch i know where i'm watching my anime going forward but the, the point i'm trying to get at is that the adaptive writing on this uh makes the material so much more fun and to be fair for the although the emotional moments did not hit for me just because of the way that the show was originally written, mm-hmm. the acting absolutely lives up to the melodrama that the show is trying to convey. The tears, the heartache, the insecurities that 
all high schoolers have. It's not just a Japanese thing. It is a universal thing. There are high, there are teenagers in other planets around the world that are experiencing this exact same thing that tap that show tries to tap into. So although I didn't get a lot out of it on the emotional level, and I'm hearing that Chris also did not exactly enjoy this either, um, I wouldn't call this a bad show at all. It is by far not the worst thing that we have covered for a dub talk valentine's day episode this is nowhere yeah near no i made you all fucking watch nakaimo <laughs> I, you know what? i'd rather i would still rather watch nakaimo than and then amnesia again because at least nobody in nakaimo went into a cage listen you know amnesia what? is an experience and a phenomenal one at that fuck you fight me. everyone needs to absolutely it. not i would rather i would rather i would rather get a lobotomy <gasps> Then watch Amnesia again? Yep, not doing it. That's alright. I'll I'll wait for the Collar X Malice movies to come out for that Otome game, and then maybe I'll see you oh all God. in four years with that dub. Oh wait, they probably won't dub it. It doesn't GG. matter. GG, I got I GG, I got you. I'm here for the amnesia party. We should rewatch it like right now. Oh Let's my go. god, I'm down. It, I'll call no, you up this it, weekend. It was a go on Discord. Not- Oh, it was a great yeah. bonding experience. I'll give it that. It was a good bonding experience for everyone. Bondage experience. Yeah, it was. And it was. Bonding, I love. I love. I love shared trauma. And by bonding, I mean whips and chains. Whips, don't chains, break my bones. handcuffs. That's the way I like it. Oh, anyway, we didn't need to hear me doing a horrible rap impression. Uh, oh so, do they rap in Clueless? Yes. I haven't seen it in a while. Oh my god. Oh, you should, you should probably watch it. Watch Clueless. Um, yes. No, that's Mean Girls. Noah, you you were <laughs> right. This is kind of like a dystopian novel gone wrong. I used to read a lot of those, and I'm pretty sure I kind of read this one. 1984. <laughs> no, no, more like no, in no, 2006. No, like, uh, no, like uh, after uh, Hunger Games came out. Yeah. And oh, it was like, the uh, Hunger Games came like out, a, and then ev- there were so many weirdo just The Maze Runner, Divergent. The Selection. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Caged, Hatched, that whole, Matched, that whole series. <laughs> I think Matched was probably the closest as we'll get to this. Um, I honestly thought, in I'm sorry, just last thing, in watching the first episode of this, I thought, this is that Black Mirror episode, isn't it? They're going to pan out to reveal this is this that. This is a fucking Black Mirror episode. <laughs> it is. It's that episode where they have people uh, yep. live together yep. for a set amount of yep. time. And it's supposed to be a simulation to figure out, are you compatible with someone in the real world? I'm like, this is just that in cartoon form, isn't it? Oh my God, it? that episode freaked me out. It freaked me out. Um, oh but gross. I I found this when I was like really needing some romance in my life. I'm way happier and way excited that I found it. I'm kind of glad that it flew under the radar. So now I can introduce it to more people and be like, oh, Gigi told me to watch that. And then I found out it had a viral meme and I was like, okay, well, you can have your viral meme. It's fine. But you got to watch the rest of it, not just the whipped cream part where it's whipped creamy and delicious i guess um i really liked it i really like the characters i like the character designs trying to find merch for this is hell don't even try you won't find much um i really liked the heart behind this story i pray that it will get a season two i mean it probably won't but anything's possible these days um, and I sure. hope the manga comes over here quickly so I can find out what happens besides some spoilers I read on Reddit. <laughs> um, but it, 
it has a lot of heart and it has a lot of horny and it, it it's <laughs> I don't know like the two of them together I just something that I really thought was hysterical and you know made me cry episode three I cried episode seven I cried the last two episodes I cried the whole way through because I love you Macy and with your performance of Shiori but goddamn I hate Shiori just flip her away (laughs) stop getting in my way like and i just really think if you like dub adaptations the writing on this is hysterical pick your favorite meme it's probably in here at one point chris thought he heard a borat reference and we had to play it back three times and i was like that's not that i've never seen borat so he showed me the clip i'm like that doesn't sound like the clip but it's nice. He's like my wife. That was my wife. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That's, that's Probably. definitely a Borat <laughs> reference. I don't want to get your hopes up about there being a second season for this, but I will point out that the same studios previous long running thing they were working on was Ari Ferreira, which did have two seasons. Oh, so nev- never say never. Oh man. If we're talking, Oh God, please not bring that up in this household. I think I just almost had to go make oh more chickens. Well, the manga's still <laughs> ongoing, so there's plenty of material left to adapt. So it and it and this only came out. In Noah, you are earning. Noah, you are earning. You are earning your way into the neon koi episode. I Why neon did I do? Koi. God, what? I know. I, of course you. No, do. we have not I, done neon koi, and I'm it. saving. Yeah, I've seen it. It's terrible. I, it. I thought it was cute. It had kitties in it. Gigi, you never, never I don't even to know what that me. is. <laughs> now I'm looking it up. I'm probably going to regret that's, it. That's, that, it. I hated that show. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually threatening uh, Andrew and, and, and the Gurmgar group with that as a, as a fun, oh, as God. an experiment. Because oh, they won't let That's funny. Yeah. Well, if you want to watch this show that we all kind of liked, you can go ahead and watch it, uh, stream it on Crunchyroll. It is there in subtitled and dubbed. Or it did come out on Blu-ray from Crunchyroll. You can buy it. Uh, have a good time with it. See if you like it or not. And if you liked listening to us, we're the Dub Talk Podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, a bunch of other platforms. Uh, we're here to talk about dubs and, you know, other stuff every two weeks. And uh, because of viewers like you, we can come out with these wonderful, wonderful cage episodes, uh, especially to members of our Patreon we have in the $5 tier, we have Just J2, Megan's Mom and Dad, Michelle Travis, and Victor Mayberata. And in our $10 tier, we have Anthony Brown, Carly Lestakal, Kim Wasoup, Marissa Lenti, and Otaku Anthony. Thank you for supporting all that we do and showing us your love on this Valentine's Hi, Day. Guys. I shouldn't be laughing at the Kofi section, but when you said viewer like you, I thought of yeah. PBS. And I was like, That's... all right, yeah, the cube is... The cube. What? The cage. The cage is the pubic broadcast system. Um, I'm too tired for this now. I need to go to Why bed. did I, I... I called it the cube, and, like, I've went the entire recording without making a reference to my lord and savior, and I'm not going to break it now. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I'll explain afterwards. Well, come and support us on Patreon if you want to. We're Dub Talk Podcast over there. You can also download us on things like SoundCloud or Spotify or wherever your favorite podcasts live. Or check us out on YouTube, which is where we mostly live. 
Uh, do do everybody plug yourselves in Valentine's fashion. You have to rhyme your oh. outros. Oh God! Don't I'll tell go me that. I'm too tired. Before oh, okay. we before oh, we go, also thank you to Gabriel uh, Pulicelli Ponico. Pone Poco in the dif- distance who did our theme song. They are great. You yes. can follow them at Gabriel Gab R Puccinelli on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as Pon uh, Poco in, in the distance dot com. Anyway, hello, my name is Megan. I am very loud. Uh, I can't rhyme. <laughs> follow my Twitter at Queen Era Two. <laughs> Boobies. That was a nice haiku. Somebody count those <laughs> syllables. <laughs> Not haiku, but haiku. Haiku. God damn it. Oh, I'm too tired. Mr. Um, Mr. Clue, you do you. No, I, I know. I, I'm trying to write this out in a, in a haiku form. Okay. Um, Noah Clue is here. Find me on twitter.com for pics of cute dogs. I was about to say, do not say feet pics. <laughs> I thought what he was leaning towards that. You... I thought he was leaning towards that too. Oh my god! Only did you just ask? Why? No, did you just ask what was wrong with me? How long have you known me? <laughs> that's a good point. I don't. What's wrong with me? That's the bigger question. Why didn't I instantly? <laughs> Apparently, uh, a lot why of am things. I even surprised anymore? Yeah, Twitter, uh, post pictures there. Discussions of cartoons from around the world because th- there are other countries aside from Japan making cute rom coms. I think. Actually, no. Are, I'm trying to think. Is there like modern rom-coms? Not rom-coms. No, not really. Sorry. Uh, it's mostly just Japan. But there's a lot of good stuff in other countries, too. Uh, yeah, check them out. Okay. I'm going to attempt a haiku as well, because I'm not even going to try and fucking rhyme. Uh, Stephanie is here. Her jaw really fucking hurts. That's eight syllables. Fail. That's seven! Ah! Fuck you! Um, (laughs) I really want sleep. (laughs) Um, There we go. I made my haiku of the night. Side note, I I had a dentist appointment today, so my jaw really hurts. Um, but anyway, you can follow me on. (laughs) It sucked. Uh, my you can you can follow me on um, Twitter, uh, Twitter and TikTok, uh, both under uh lilac anime review um review being spit r-e-v-u-e where twitter i haven't done as much stuff but um tiktok i post random videos about any shows i go see on broadway uh my cat i haven't been posting a lot because these last several months have been a fucking nightmare and a mess um i think this is the first dub talk i've recorded in the new year not only that but like in a while uh, the, the, the end of 2023 was a mess. Um, I do also, speaking of the dub talk Twitch, uh, that Gigi mentioned, uh, I do tend to stream on Twitch. I haven't in a hot minute, um, with a lot of things that have been happening and Andrew and I are planning on moving soon. Uh, so hopefully once we get settled into our new apartment, uh, we can kick that back on again. Uh, but yeah, come, come hang out for random shenanigans, I guess. And I guess I'll give you my haiku. Ready? I have Twitter, too. It's Anime Palooza. Also, YouTube. Yay! Five, seven, five, bitches. 
All right, let's wrap this up. I'm going to end this off by singing a, an ode to this song, to this show that we just watched. Okay. okay. Jugs and orbs and darts and gourds, Elmer buds and bouncing Buddhas, sweater stretchers, lung protectors, what the fuck umbrellas, is this? protectors. Let him. S- Every day I probably fuck. use 99 words for boobs. <laughs> Also, Gigi, I figured, is everybody, just say your goodbyes really quick, then I'll say something. Yeah, yeah thanks for listening, guys. Right. Yeah. Happy, Valentine's Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for spending part of your Valentine's Day with us. We love you and love your faces. Make sure you treat your significant other right, or I'm going to hunt you down and kick your ass. Make sure you let them know if the chocolate has whiskey in it beforehand. And here's the keys oh, to the yes. cage. Woo! Yay! Oh, thank God. Oh, oh, cozy, by the way, fifth though. base is your butthole. I'm cozy, though. I, again, I like I like these cushions and things you've done. I kind of want to stay here. Can I stay here a little while longer? Of course. You can have Stockholm Syndrome, too. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Yay. I appreciate it. Happy Valentine's hey, Gigi, Day to me. Think, hey, Gigi, I think you're old enough to know what fifth base oh. is now. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 It's your butthole. What's fourth base? Good night. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's home run.